What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. We got a big show lined up for today. Of course, we're literally recording this show a day away from the debut uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So we'll give you guys... Uh, yeah, by the time you listen to it, you probably you may, may have seen it. You may movie. have seen it. There's a chance you may have seen it. So, But we'll do a, a, just a quick uh, you know, preview and, and, and give you a little uh, update on where the Rotten Tomato score stands as we sit one day before the debut. Very weird that it's been uh, coming out at the middle of a week. I don't I don't know if this has ever happened for any of the movies we've covered. So um, so that would make the box office numbers interesting, how things work out. But that, with the holiday weekend, that's why they're putting it out on uh, the second, as opposed to putting it out at the end of the week. So we got that. We also got uh, Sony skipping uh, Hall H and what that means for uh, Comic-Con, which is becoming more and more thin in terms of the content we'll have at Hall H. We got uh, a lot of people talking about this Avengers post-credit scene that they put on the re-release for Endgame, so we'll give you guys our thoughts on that. Some Batman stuff, some DC stuff. Um, this week's show, we have uh, recaps of Legion and Swamp Thing. Legion had a premiere. Swamp Thing, we're in the middle of the season. And we have our new segment on Verified that we debuted last week, which was a ton of fun. We'll go back to that. And our movie throwback recap. Uh, uh, is that what I called it? That's not what I normally call it. Well, I can't remember what I call it normally. Do we have a name for this yet? You did. We, we did have a name. I feel like we did, yeah. And I, oh, I, well, this is movie throwback now <laughs> uh, our movie throwback of the week this week is uh x-men days of future past the road cut which is very fascinating because it's a movie that we've seen the regular cut of but none of us has seen the road cut so that was kind of cool the last time of course shamari saw watchmen we didn't see me and kendall didn't see watchmen so this was a movie that we all didn't see we've seen but not this version of it so fascinating to see what these guys got to say so it should be a great show join me on my co-host as always starting with shamari stewart shamari what are you looking forward to talking about today uh well i'm looking forward to talking about um uh well i'm looking forward to talking about this avengers endgame re-release because this is such an interesting topic yeah kind of controversial very very controversial I'd say. yes very very controversial um uh so i'm looking forward to talking about that and i'm looking forward to talking about um uh talking about uh, swamp thing because I enjoy Swamp Thing very much, so I'm very much looking forward to talking about that show as well. Kendall on the podcast as well. You heard him already. Uh, Kendall, yep. we're looking forward to talking about today. Big, uh, big, big uh, segment for Unverified Part yeah. Two. Part Two. We have a lot of interesting stories coming for you guys uh, with Unverified. We got um, some interesting Black Panther stuff. Uh, how long will Chadwick will Chadwick Boseman actually be Black Panther? We'll discuss that. Uh, some people. That could be in talks, may not in talks, but maybe being considered to play Wolverine in the MCU. We'll talk about that. And we also will talk about a couple of roles that Hugh Jackman could potentially be being discussed in the MCU. The greatest showman um, himself. The greatest showman himself. Um, and we may have gotten our first look at Taskmaster uh, in Black Widow. So, talk about all that. Taskmaster right. and his Megazord. We'll be getting from that conversation for sure. So let's begin today's uh, show talking about Spider-Man. So Far From Home, day before, obviously you guys are going to see it soon, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But right now, we're sitting at a Rotten Tomato score of 92, which suggests that this is a, a, a very fine movie, probably one of the better superhero movies we've seen in the last few years, considering that score. The interesting thing about that, that number is that it, I want to say Homecoming is around, like, what, 91? 
90. It's like it's really high too. The critics loved Homecoming. So the question, yeah, and I think they loved it more than the fans loved it. To be honest, probably the question is, at some point, being great, there's a level of greatness to where like every like it becomes discernible. It becomes hard to or indiscernible. It becomes hard to like if, if you're a ninety. What, it's a, yeah, uh, Homecoming oh, that ninety two. Ninety two, well. right? Yeah. So, like, it might be hard to discern the difference between Homecoming and Far From Home. Far From Home might be better, but you can only be but so good, you know. Like, if it's yeah. not a one hundred movie, it's not a one hundred percent movie. Like, it could be a ninety two percent movie. There could be some people out there that don't like it, but the consensus may still end up being that Far From Home is a better movie. Uh, most Marvel movies, the good ones are at ninety percent, but I Some think we, are are viewed better than others, and even t- if they're all ninety percent movies. And I don't know how you feel, Sharon, but I, I typically feel like sequels tend to be at a little bit more disadvantage from like Rotten Tomato scores, because uh, I think if you just looked at sequels, just and I'm not just talking about superhero movies, just any movies. If you look at sequels, they typically do a little worse. Um, there, of course, your exception in Dark Knight and Toy Story Three probably was higher than Toy Story Two, but like Spider Man, Spider Man uh, Two is Excellent. probably better. X-Men 2. But those are... I kind of exclude those because those are like the early days of Rotten Tomatoes. So like there were oh, as many reviews. Oh, you're talking about Rotten Tomatoes. I'm talking about Rotten Tomatoes yeah, scores. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not even talking about reviews, period. Right. Um, I think that they kind of are at a little bit of disservice because I, I agree with Ken. I think there's a chance that this movie... They, if the consensus could be this movie is better, but I don't know if the scores are reflected because there are some people that are just going to be like, this is, I've seen this already. Yeah. This is well, what I've seen. It's more of what I've seen. Well, I mean, you have to take into account... Uh, you know, and and, and uh, you have to take it to you definitely have to take into account the amount of money and the conspiracy surrounding <laughs> Disney and Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, who, yes. Where's the money coming from? We're gonna find you out. Know? If someone's gonna <laughs> do I an really, investigative honestly, like, I, I'm like, I, it's rare I try to be disrespectful to anybody, but I, I really feel like you might be a moron if you think that Disney is somehow behind anyone's Rotten Tomato score. Like it's 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 moronic. Like. The only thing it's I'll literally say an is, aggregate yes, it's like some of ten, that's some a bunch of random reviewers. Now, you know how I many reviewers they would have to have paid off yeah, exactly. to get a good Rotten Tomatoes score? Is Disney, maybe, do I think that there's a chance that Disney could be individually paying certain uh, outlets? I mean, paying is a strong word, but... Yeah, I was say what they that, are, are, are they in good favor with certain outlets? Probably. And are those outlets maybe featured on Rotten Tomatoes? That's the only thing I can see. But I don't think Rotten Tomatoes is fudging some sort of aggregation, calling certain things rotten when, or calling certain things rotten when the people when people have a positive review. Or I mean, certain things fresh. Maybe when, they, when Rotten Tomatoes was in its infancy, and we're talking about most of these reviews getting a hundred, maybe two hundred. I mean, some of these reviews now, two hundred percent. Some of these reviews now, there's thousands of reviews that yeah. are part of that aggregate. So it's hard to it's hard for to Disney to sway. control that. Would that and understanding that it's an aggregate, that means you have to control a lot of other companies. I know Disney yeah. is. A massive corporation that owns a lot, but mm-hmm. that's at some point the, the the suspension of disbelief in a conspiracy. Of course, I can't that I can't suspend disbelief for that. Yeah. That that to me is moronic to think that oh they've paid off all these people to say bad things about one company and good things about another company. And when people have to step back and realize that people like the movies, so it's not that crazy. It'd be one right, thing if, exactly if the consensus that these movies were trash or yeah. very mediocre, like yeah, the Transformers I mean, movies yeah. were getting like. All always floating in the ninety to eighty percent range. I'd be like, that's weird. Yeah, if Iron Man two, four, Iron Man two is at ninety three. I'd be like, all right, something's wrong. Here. Right, that's don't. That's all. I get ninety three people who saw this movie thought this was great. But like the consensus is that most of these movies are really, really good. So 
I mean, if they're in the nineties, it's not really a shock. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not buying that that conspiracy, uh, that conspiracy theory. Uh, that's conspiracy theory either. Um, uh, but I do think it's funny that you know, in talking about the Rotten Tomato scores, that that's what comes up for a lot of people. Um, it does. Now, with regards to the sequels, I uh, I agree, especially specifically when the original movie is a very good. I feel like when the original movie isn't that good. The sequel tends to have an easier chance of doing better with critics because it's kind of the simple simple rule of listen. It's kind of it can't get you can't get any worse. Right. You know, it's only it's only up from here. You I, know? I get yeah. that. So I think the sequels tend to do better in that scenario. But uh, I agree, it, it does tend to be harder when the original is a very good movie. Yeah, and that's going to be the uh, the the that's going to be a challenge for this movie. So far, it seems to not be much of a challenge because again, it's at ninety two percent. Quickly, what are your last expectations before we move on? For home, for uh, home. any, any, yeah. I mean, do you guys have any bold predictions? Anything that, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I made some last week. Uh, oh, you said we're getting some end game stuff potentially. Yeah, there's gonna some be some fallout. There's gonna be some end game fallout that kind of really, really puts us in what phase what we, four. four, what phase four is. I think we'll know by the time, and it'll be connected to end game. Yeah, interesting. Um, my guess, uh, I mean, I think I'm sticking. I think there is a second shoe to drop with Mysterio. I don't know what it is. We think that he's a villain. So you think the so I think when you like, say second shoe. You mean that the first shoe would drop that he, that he is a villain? That he's actually a villain. Then there is some, there's there's probably else. another twist that's gonna be like I won't say equally shocking, but equally uh, uh, equally uh, of that magnitude. Equally OMG. Yes. Like oh, like Mysterio being a villain is gonna you know shift the entire movie probably. But I think there will be something else Mysterio related that will also. I've already made my case that I think it's Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn right? it will be involved. And that yeah. will be it could be connected to Mysterio. But there will be something Mysterio related. I don't know what it is though. Uh I think that uh I think there's a chance Robert Downey will show up in this movie in some capacity. Whether it's as a hologram or or a voice. Not a flashback though. Uh like a flashback to something we've already seen. Not to something we've already seen. I mean, I guess it could be a flashback, but it'll be a new flashback. Okay. But I think Robert Downey will show up in this in this movie in some in some way, shape, or form. Because I don't count, you know, them showing him dying from Endgame. Well, yeah, that's you know, <laughs> I mean, flashback. I mean, he's in the movie, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's getting that leftover footage from so <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the, the third angle they didn't use in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, something else too. Um, I mean, I definitely feel like. We will we will get a good idea about um, where Peter's character is going um, going forward. Um, I just want to see like, is this going to be a Spider-Man movie, or is it going to be an MCU big like you know bridge? Because like. Spider-Man is kind of in his own thing. Sony, you know, we kind of talked about this. Like, it's Spider-Man, he can have his own universe with all these villains. Like, you don't need to connect him to 80 different Marvel characters. But we're still waiting to see what the endgame fallout is. So, And this is our best opportunity because the next movie is a prequel. Exactly. It's so, not even that near. It's not even that close. Will they push the ball forward at all in this movie? Or will they just keep it contained to, like I said, a Norman Osborn or... Uh, you know, Sinister Six or, uh, you know, you know, 
Doc Ock? Like, will they keep that kind of stuff, the main stuff? Or will they, oh yeah, we're going to introduce uh, Galactus. We're going to introduce Annihilus. We're going to introduce whoever. That's And that's just, you know, in terms of the end of the movie. But just throughout the movie, we know Nick Fury is going to be involved. You know, we know this multiverse apparently is being introduced. Whether or not that's legit or not, we'll see. But, um... All that stuff, I just want to see how this movie operates from a, you know, how contained it is. Spider-Man Homecoming was fairly contained, even though it had yeah. Iron Man. I mean, the the reactions I've seen is that this is a great Spider-Man movie, but they also, and that, and that is very much Spider-Man, but I've also seen that it does a lot of world building in the MCU that was unexpected, especially because Homecoming did pretty much none of it. Exactly. There was no world building at all in Homecoming. It didn't establish anything new for the MCU moving forward. This has a different, this has a different job. This is the first movie after Endgame, so it's it's inevitable that it's gonna have to do more. But the question is, how much do they, do they go in that route? It's funny because taking them away from taking them to Europe to me suggests that this could end up being a lot more MCU stuff than we expect, because it just takes them out of his element. Like anything you're anticipating that will be Spider-Man related, you know, is always linked to New York City. Right. He's in London. It's just. It's, it's nothing Spider-Man related, related to London. This is a totally new original mm-hmm. story, so then that gives you the opportunity to play around and do a lot more different things outside of Spider-Man universe to affect this movie. Exactly. I mean, you don't even have his villains, you know, so it's not... Because if he's in Europe, I mean, aren't they all in... Uh, um, in wherever the prison is? That's the Raft. The, the Raft. Uh, so I mean, it's not even like you know Vulture can surprise and show surprise no. you know Peter. Yeah. I do expect him to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. You expect Scorpion. Vulture to be in the movie? I feel like you can't do an after credit scene with them and not show up in the sequel. Mm-hmm. You could, but it'd be like, what was that even for? Right. Yeah. Mm. That's I, why I throw out the Sinister Six as a possibility. I also think the the wild OMG thing me think to me also could be connecting this movie to in, into the Spider Verse. No, that yeah, you that to me, that, that to me, I think is the people keep saying there's these crazy OMG, like that to me would be a crazy OMG movie. Somehow they connected an animated universe to a, mo- a, a live action universe, which would be bold, um, because there was no way when they were making this movie that they would have known that Into the Spider Verse was going to be the phenomenon that it was. But mm-hmm. I think that there's a chance that perhaps an after credit scene or post credit or mid credit scene they decide to, to do something that, that connects the universes. And I don't think it's an accident that your your biggest movie, Spider Into the Spider-Verse, was just last year, and then the first trailer, or big second trailer, you had the, one of your main characters talking about multiverses. Yeah. Like, it's it's all, a verse, the word verse is almost becoming like the word crisis in DC for Spider-Man. Whenever I hear the word verse now, I'm going to be very much interested in what, is happening. It's not a word that I can hear that ha- we hear that word and just think, oh, nothing's going on. Like I'm always going to be curious as to what could be more that you're you're, you're alluding to. Yeah. Uh, so when they did, when you know, CW did the first uh, crisis event on, on CW on Earth X. Yes, I was like, this is crisis. That means that anything is possible in terms of what they're trying to build to. And of course, now we have the the ultimate crisis on Infinite Earth, which is the biggest. DC uh, story ever yeah it is there it is their <laughs> ending pretty much it literally was it changed the entire DC comic landscape to be what we know of DC now it, it kind of came from uh, from that from that story so I'm excited 
I'm excited. I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to see this movie because I have a really weird work schedule. I know you guys will see it on 4th of July, most likely. Uh, so I, I don't know what that means for a review from when you guys can hear from us on it, but I'm excited to talk about it. I, I cannot wait to see it. Should be a fun time. But let's uh, move on now. Let's talk. Let's stay, we're going to stay with Sony real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, we learned this week that Sony is going to be skipping Hall H at Comic Con. So the, the content at Comic Con is starting to shrink. We no longer have Warner Brothers, which was a big shock to a lot of people. Now Sony is pulling out as well. To be honest, I, I'm not that surprised by this because I just don't know what they really could have come come up and shown, honestly. You know, Venom yeah. 2 isn't on, on the ground. Home, I mean, Far From Home would have ended or be out in theaters. Yeah. Uh... Into Spider Verse has already gotten its awards and it's gone through its course. Yeah, it's and too early to talk sequel stuff. Yeah, show sequel they, they don't. I don't. They have, they have nothing. They have nothing to show. Yeah, they have nothing to show. I'm sure they got stuff cooking, but they don't have anything that's relevant. So I'm not that surprised that they're. they're now, New York Comic Con, they could have something, but mm-hmm. you know, animated. They're doing animated shows. They're doing yeah. animated. They're doing Spider Verse stuff. I, I mean, I told me, me and Shamari talked about this before, but hopefully, New York Comic Con. Um, like starts to become like, you know how wrestling, you know SummerSlam moves from LA to New York. Yeah. You know, hopefully they just, you know, the big players just say they we're moving to New York, as opposed to San Diego. I mean, I mean, we I, don't know they, if that's I don't, happen or not. I don't. I don't think that will ever happen. Yeah, I, I think that San know. Diego is just. I think it's just the place because that's where they all. That's where they all are. Yeah, it's easier for the studios. They're all in Los Angeles, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a round up the actors. Twenty minute plane ride, or it's a two hour drive, but it's it's very easy for them. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening either. But New York is New York, so right. Yeah. I'm sure they will. They just be like, well, certain people. It doesn't have to be everybody, but will we'll Marvel Studios one year or you know Warner Brothers one year just be like, you know what. You know, San Diego doesn't well, Mar- People forget that Marvel's Avengers, first Avengers panel was at New York City. I was at yeah, that Comic Con. Yeah. Exactly. Couldn't get into the event because it was, there was no was way in hell you can get into that event. This was, yeah. the, you know, for the new Comic Con people, it was the days before they had any MSG or any, or, yep. or even the the big stage by, uh, the other big stage that they have. Empire, even at, the at, Empire stage? Yes, at, at, at Javis. It was just the IGN theater place. Yeah. That was it. So everything you had to fit, you had to fit in there. So imagine trying to fit people for Avengers. Like, come on. <laughs> like, if you didn't show up at 3 a.m., you weren't getting in. So so I don't know that Javits, with how it's, it is now, is capable of doing that. Now, however, Kendall makes a good point about that because the Javits is having an expansion. You know, if you went to Comic-Con this year, you saw it. There's a lot of construction. They're, they're building a new, a bigger area for events like Comic-Con. So... Was that done, perhaps, because maybe these companies have told them that they want New York to have more of a presence for them and not have to do everything in July? I don't know. It's possible. I mean, July, to me, like, that Comic-Con date makes more sense to want to show stuff because, like, if your movie comes out in the the previous summer, like, how much do you have to show the summer before? Summer before, you're you're still early in the work. Right. If you go by, if you go in the fall, it's a little more time you've had to put something together for a movie that may be coming out in July or August, so or June, so something something to think about. Yeah, I mean, you would hope so, um, or we would hope so, <laughs> at least. Um, I mean, I uh, I have less faith, I guess, 
That, I don't think it's gonna happen. That, I, I agree. That, with you. Yeah, that you know, they're the these uh, big, big uh, actors and these big studios are gonna have to start debuting all of their new content at New York Comic Con, as opposed to San Diego Comic Con. Um, I think with regards to Sony specifically, I think that um, I mean their only real uh, I'm trying to think their only real Comic Con uh, thing would be Spider Man, right? I mean, I guess, and maybe yeah. Like, what else would they? Even I mean, show? maybe like the late. I mean, I, mean, I know that they have Lego movies. They don't have Lego Batman. That's Warner Brothers. So, I mean, I think it would just be Spider Man. So, which I mean, their movie is coming out in July. Yeah, so. I mean, they have Charlie's Angels and Jumanji. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't. I mean, no one, or at least I don't know. I think I don't. I think, uh, especially with Jumanji, I think they've. I don't think that'd be very high on really anybody's list in terms of things to see at San Diego Comic Con. Of course not. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't blame them for, for skipping this year at all, honestly. Uh, I mean, I think that I think they're just riding on the, the, uh, they're just riding this wave of, of companies just not showing up at this year's San Diego Comic Con. Um, moving on in the show, Avengers Endgame re-release. Uh, they, they came out with the re-release, They've now uh, gone up to $7.8 billion worldwide. It is still not enough to dethrone Avatar. So I don't know what that means for it moving forward. But there's been a lot of talk about what is in this re-release. So if you guys remember when they announced this this was happening, they said that there was going to be some new stuff, some cool stuff that they were going to be debuting that wasn't in the actual movie. Well, now people are seeing that stuff. And some people are very unhappy with the idea that Marvel maybe uh, sold them an empty bag. <laughs> now Ms. we Le- have not seen the, 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 the full bag. movie, but we have se- we have decided it was an editorial decision. Last week, Kendall was pushing to do it, and we, me and Shamar, were like, "No, we want it to come out before we and really get a feel, and we want to see it." After hearing the controversy behind it, and it becoming more obvious that this was. As a, a nothing Ro- burger. I was gonna say, yeah. as the Republicans in Congress would say, a nothing burger. I decided we and Shamar agreed. Let's see what this hullabaloo is about then, and how outraged are should these people actually be? We've all seen the scenes now. I will put a spoiler warning now on for everyone who who wants to see the movie and stay for the post credits and, and extra content to see what's gonna be in that movie. I'll say, fast forward this conversation maybe ten minutes, and we should be done, and we can. Uh, Continue the rest of the show. But for now, we, we are going to talk about it because we did see it. Um, this was whack. I'm not going to lie. recommend it at this all. Was, this was whack. This was whack. If you, and, and if you're staying and you haven't seen it, um, base, essentially, it, it's two scenes. It's uh, a Hulk scene that, to me, from my eye, now I'm watching it from a grainy cell phone video that was posted on Twitter. Don't sue me, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take the video. Hey, look, I didn't take the video. I'm just watching it. Yeah, it popped uh, up on my timeline. It <laughs> appears to be a very unfinished scene involving the Hulk saving some people from a burning building. Not much really else for me to say about it. I mean, you see Hulk in his full costume. Um, which did we ever see? Oh, I guess we saw a little bit of it at the end. But um, you see yeah. Hulk in, in that that like purple costume. You see him. You know, you know he not he's Professor Hulk. Uh, he saves. Smart Hulk, right? Um, see Smart Hulk. He saves the people. And, you know, he talks to the firefighter, and he takes a call from uh, from Steve, which I assume was the first conversation they had. 
before they had met up in the diner. Which, I kind of see why they had that scene in there. Because Hulk, when you watch the movie, his drop-in is like, kind of random. Very abrupt. Yeah, it's very random. It works. It works great. Because yeah, the reveal of him being smart and being that big and sitting in a diner is excellent. So it like it totally works. But it, it is random. So like I, I can see why that scene was shot. But... Uh, my issues with it were one. It, it, again, it just looks so bad. I don't know why, if you were gonna show us very, new stuff, you would not just finish it. Like that's to me. That's kind of like ridiculous. Like, am I wrong about that? Like that. That seems like really ridiculous. No, I don't think you're wrong about that. I mean, I think to make people pay. Yeah, I'm paying money for know, unfinished work. To go to watch the same movie, and then watch something that you're saying, oh, well, this is a special thing that we made for you, and then not even finish it. I mean, when I watched it, I thought it was fake because I thought. Yeah, it didn't. It was so unfinished. I was like, "Oh, this this Hulk was awful. There's no way this is real. This must be a video game or yeah. someone did a really did a decent job on their yeah. on their on their rendering, yeah, some guy, whatever." Some guy in his college dorm, yeah, trolled trolled us. But and, I mean, it's wrong. <laughs> but, but then you know, it's him because it's Ruffalo's voice. Obviously, like there's yeah. no like you couldn't fake that. Like, yeah. Yeah. and then you see the second scene, you say, "Okay, this is definitely real." Yeah. So so that was the first scene, and then the second scene involved. Um, it's just Nick Fury and 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 uh, and Hill, uh, of course Sam Sam Jackson and Colby Smulders. They're in Europe, uh, and they're walking Mexico. around, huh? Mexico. Mexico. I'm sorry. Uh, they're in Mexico. They're walking around. They're like talking about some crazy damage, basically, and and uh, and there are all of a sudden Mysterio pops up. Yep, he's fighting some. And you and an element. One of the elementals pops up from Spider-Man: Far From Home, and then you get the shot that you heard from. Um, uh, Jalen Hall in the trailer where he says, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be fighting this or you don't want to be here or whatever it is. And then he shoots his stuff and that's, and then a, a Spider-Man far from home, like a little, uh, you know, title screen comes up and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, if, I mean, if you told me, if we were talking about this last week and you said, yeah. And we said, yeah, it's just going to be a scene of Hulk, uh, like. Before he appears in Endgame, uh, and it's gonna be a clip of Spider-Man Far From Home, I'd be like, man, no one's gonna go see this. But they had to play it up because they're trying to beat this record. And now, part of me is like, I hope they don't break. I hope they don't break. I had said before, I thought, I, I thought this was, I thought this was lame from the very beginning. Yeah, like, I, I said this on the show. I thought that this whole effort was lame. I knew what they were going to show. I knew it was going to be lame. I said that on the show. I was yeah. like, there's no way for a movie that was so consequential for Marvel that they would somehow t- not use content that was awesome that would then make or break a re-release. The only there's no there's no way. Yeah, the only thing Endgame was too is... was too valuable. Yeah. How do you not That's why the movie's 3 hours long. They were going to leave it all out on the field so to speak. The, the only the only thing I'll say is they never explicitly told us, like you have to see it. Or I mean, or they never. They never did. They never said like. I, I don't even think going... they. I don't even think they played it up that much. To be yeah, like, I don't think they never even said the re-release. You have to see the re-release because of the extra content we're adding. So, so they put it to put it there, but but I think Feige and Ed will tell you we put it. We just re-release it for the people that wanted to see it again. It's not yeah. out. It's not out on DVD yet. Here's here's my and theory. we added some bonus stuff. Right. Here's my theory. I think that um, I, I'm not going to point directly at Iger. I don't know Uh-oh. if it was Iger specifically, Uh-oh. 
Don't get fired, Shamari. <laughs> Bob Iger, you're a man of great respect. Yeah, I have great much respect, respect on the podcast. I have much respect for Bob Iger. I don't know if it was him specifically. I think somebody high up in Luke, uh, Lucasfilm, thankfully not Lucasfilm, uh, uh, high up in uh, Disney, um, and uh, I think maybe just the 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 uh, the, uh, the guys that crunch the numbers, the money guys, the money guys, the guys that crunch the numbers, the suits, that, <laughs> the suits that let you know if you're meeting goal or if you're not meeting goal. <laughs> you know those guys were like, listen, push this movie, tell people what they can have you to do? go see this movie. Yeah, what can we do? Yeah, we can't film another scene. So what can we do? Yeah, you know, f- release everything in at <laughs> the end. Like, post credits. Like I got this unfinished Hulk thing. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, the unfinished yeah. whole thing. We got some Spider Man stuff. I guess. Preview yeah, so that. Tell yeah, people, yeah, call, call Sony. Get, tell, let's let them let's use some content. Yeah, you know, tell people it's exclusive Avengers Endgame new content. Yeah. And and Feige was like, listen, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell them, listen, we have. Or he's like, listen, I'll tell people we're re-releasing stuff with a couple extra scenes, but that's it. Right. Which is basically what he told us. Yeah. He didn't say it was spectacular. Yeah. I almost would have rather have seen like a really good emotional sizzle reel than what they showed. I, oh, another thing I Seriously. wanted to bring up, like, I, 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 mean, like I would love seen like the behind the scenes of Tony like dying, like dying. I would love to have seen like how that that could have been cool. That would have been really. I cool. mean, I've heard that I've, I've been hearing that there was some kind of Stanley tribute yeah, as well. Stanley tribute. We didn't I didn't, see that. We didn't that see we that. Have not seen. I'm uh, sure that was touching. Which I'm sure that was nice too. That that I I think is fine. now the something that I would have. Like if you're telling, if you're asking me how I would have changed what they did, and it wouldn't have maybe earned the money, but if you told me you're doing something with Smart Hulk, why not make that scene Ruffalo's transformation into Smart Hulk? Why would they never shot it? Maybe they, it, that's fair, but like, why wouldn't like if I'm just if we're framing the movie? Like, why wouldn't that be that type of post credit? I think I that would have been probably like worth it. I mean, no, it's never gonna be worth it, but that would have been like all right. I mean, it wouldn't better what fair. we got. That's I just think, cool. I just don't think that they ever. I don't think that ever was in their like writing. Yeah, I think they always because even the way Ruffalo explains how he became Smart Hulk, like it wasn't a, it wasn't even a transformation. It was years of it was years of work. I I, I get the impre- like I get the impression that like he wasn't like. The Hulk we saw in, in Riding Rock and then Smart Hulk on one day. I get the impression that he yeah. like gradually got smarter, quote unquote, and then became what we saw of him. So I don't know if that could Fair. have been illustrated in one scene. Fair. You know, maybe it could have been illustrated in a scene that had a time lapse. But otherwise, I th- I mean that's how I get. I could be wrong. Maybe there maybe maybe there's other interpretation where they feel like he did. You just feel like if you're the way, go, the way if you're he talked in that diner, it made me. It, it, I got the impression. Okay, he worked at this for like a long time, and then right. he got to this point. You just feel like if you're gonna go down the smart hope, you know, thing, the smart hope path. I don't care about him. You know what he was doing in terms of saving people before. I'm telling you, it does make sense though a little bit in terms of that again why he's like a fan, like why he's like a fan favorite, like why the kids love him, like right, exactly. it adds. The, for the movie, it makes sense. Exactly, that's what I was telling you guys. Yeah, before. sure. I mean, like, it's, it's a good in movie scene. It's a fine scene, but they gotta finish it, and they shouldn't be telling people go spend thirty bucks. Yeah, for your movie and your popcorn and your bonus content. That's something you put in the DVD. content. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Honestly, no, you don't even put that. Honestly, I see that in the bonus reel. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I, honestly, that scene. Jamari the DVD. Jamari's keeping it one hundred. Yeah, he's he's a DVD Blu-ray guy. It was unfinished. Footage that didn't need to be in the movie at all. I just don't know why they wouldn't finish it. That's me. Like that. That's me. That's what's insulting about it. That's why Marvel deserves. See, I just assume Marvel they didn't, deserves any 
heat that they're getting. They weren't going to put it in the movie. I think this was a last-second decision. Yeah, clearly it was. I think that's what this means. Then you shouldn't be showing me... I shouldn't be seeing any unfinished content. Ever. And the fact that... And I, I think I, I think it's weird that they did... They It all makes sense now. Because we all kept saying, what is the deal with post-credit scene? And they said, there is none. It's like, well, there, there's going to be a scene they're going to show, but it's not necessarily a post-credit scene. It all makes sense of how everything happened. Because... It's weird that you would have you you would show this like it's weird to me that you wouldn't put the, that you would that this would show up unfinished, but it makes sense if you were making the movie and then it somehow got cut in the cutting in the, in the cutting room floor. Then when we ask, well, where is the post credit scene? Like, oh, well, it's a scene we did like that. Like now, like it all kind of adds up as to like why this is what we're seeing, but it's still ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's know, completely ridiculous. You know, and and like I said, I I, I I love what Marvel Studios does. Of course, the reason why we do this podcast, partially. But this was bad. I mean, this was really bad. This looks like money-hungry, get every dollar, every cent possible. That's the mouse. It's the kind of thing that I would expect from Disney, but not necessarily from Marvel. It's, it's corny on a level that's astonishing to me. Like... It's, it's astonishing that they would they would put that out there and think that that was good. And I want to see Avengers Endgame again because I want to see it again. But I almost don't want to contribute to what I just with that nonsense that happened. <laughs> like, I don't want to contribute to that. So now it's like a now I'm at a dilemma. It's like okay, do I you just wait for the DVD. wait for the DVD wait now? For it to come out when is that gonna happen? Like I wanted to see it in theaters again. But I'm not gonna give my money to that. What I what I saw that was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you show me a shot from a movie that's coming out the same week, the, yeah. the next week. I mean, come yeah. on. You know, if they would have shown me something from Black Widow, if they would have shown me something from Eternals, I'd be like, that was one hundred percent worth it. But showing me something from Far From Home, I could care less. Yep. This isn't Agents of Shield. I'm paying money for this joint. Agents of Shield, when they showed that preview of whatever it was, Winter Soldier, I was like, oh snap, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's because Agent of Shield's on ABC. It's a free, it's free, <laughs> free preview. Right. I'm not paying money for a preview of Spider Man. What's coming out next week? <laughs> paying thirty bucks. <laughs> paying thirty bucks. That's a three-hour movie that you saw already. You know what's gonna happen. And then thirty seconds from Far From Home, but you're gonna pay thirty bucks to see next week. <laughs> Marvel dropped the ball. Yeah, they absolutely did. Um, let's move on now. Staying with Marvel though, uh, the future of the Netflix characters. This was a conversation that Kevin Feige had with uh, BET. So shout out to BET. Shout Not out. as rare we get any stories from them. But uh, he was asked about what the future is for uh, the Netflix characters now that they're no longer on Netflix. Jessica Jones is all out now. Which you also, by the way, not to talk cut about. you off. Yeah, go ahead. But um, tomorrow, you saw the... the, the I'm, gu- I'm assuming that was at the red carpet. I'm guessing. I don't know. Been, right? The yeah. Spider-Man. Probably. Uh, I, you, you, I know Shamari watched all the, the red carpet coverage, so... I did. I watched all the red carpet coverage that was done by Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so this was asked by someone else, I believe, right? BET said it or something. Yeah, the Q and A of BET did. Yeah. Was there anything? It's kind of interesting. At the at the Marvel red carpet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I and I and I. So I'll just you know just for the sake of saying it, I don't consider any of this stuff spoilers. But if you don't want to know but, nothing uh, about nothing. You know. With regards to Tom Holland to said he may die home. in the movie, so you know. If you don't want to know nothing about nothing, 
with regards to far from home, you may want to skip a minute or so. But uh, Samuel Jackson was talking about uh, how gl- how glad he was to be working with Jake Gyllenhaal. He said he's a very talented orator, mm. and that uh, apparently Mysterio is going to be doing some talking in this movie. Word. Um, so he's apparently some, they, some they were hyping up Gyllenhaal uh, speeches. Everyone has said Gyllenhaal is just is just and insane. Shamari, were you the one that was insane. telling me that Jill that Holland wanted to be Holland's like idols like Gyllenhaal? Yeah, he does. Yeah, apparently he like idolizes Jake Gyllenhaal. And like his agent and manager had him write down a list. Yeah, of he had him write down a list of like actors a year that, ago or two. And yeah, like a long time ago, of actors he like would want to work with. Like two years ago, or something like that. And the first person on the first at the top of the list was Jake Gyllenhaal, and they yeah. didn't even know. Marvel before hired they got Gyllenhaal. Mm, that's interesting. And then what you call it showed Vaiy that it was crazy. I can see why. I can see why. And I don't want to spend too much time. I can see why someone like Holland would like Gyllenhaal. Though. I think I could see Holland having a similar career path, right? Even at this young age he's at now. But anyway, um, I, I don't know if this was at that. I don't know if this was at that uh, same red carpet. This was a Q and A, a long Q and A he did with BET. But in part of that, they talked about a phone <laughs> um, they talked about uh, the uh, the Netflix situation and what the deal with those characters are. And apparently, Feige either doesn't know or doesn't want to. Tell us what it is. And it sounds like a little bit of both in his answer. Because <laughs> when he was asked, he said, uh, quote, I don't know. There was a lot of great characters that were on those Netflix series. And I think there's a period of time. Uh, it'll be a while before we could use any of them based on what the contracts were. So I'm not sure. And also, even answering the question is a spoiler. But there are some great Marvel characters there. I don't know what that means. That second part just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think answering. I, I think that's him telling us you're going to see did these people. The question. That's what I took. <laughs> I, I took from this. Where are you going to use them? How I don't. He may even know how, but I just think that it, he knows it's not anytime soon. So therefore, he doesn't feel like he's he's in a position to talk about it right now. But when you say the contract, there are some great Marvel characters there. That's that's the line that tells me you're using them. Because he could easily be like, I mean, you know, they had a great run. <laughs> I've seen them say that stuff before. Is there any chance that they recast the Defender? Uh, any chance? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know wow. if it's... I don't think it's, like... I, I don't know if I say it's likely, but I think that... In terms of all of them, I don't think it's likely. I think it's very possible. And I say it, it's probably likely at least one of them will be recast. I would say. I think there's a chance that Finn Jones and... Finn Jones the only and being recast. I think that if they wanted to recast uh, Ritter, they would. Because I, Ritter sound she's been sounding like someone who who is, is happy that this is over. Mm. That's just reading the quotes I've seen from her. Now, of course, it's easy to say you're happy with something being over when you've been fired. Wait, it's over. Right, you know, you, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm happy this, like, I'm glad this is how we get to end. He's like, well, you didn't, have, very easy. you didn't have a choice of whether or not it was going to end. It's very easy to turn down a Marvel check that's not being offered to you right now. Exactly. You know, <laughs> Disney comes to you saying, we're going we're gonna to do a Marvel movie around the Defenders. So with all, really gonna be like, no. with all that being said, I do feel like, <laughs> want you to work with I do get the impression right? that, that Ritter, Kristen really does have a great connection with the cast and the crew over at Jessica Jones, and I think that, again, money speaks, opportunity speaks, but I do think that there is a, there's a kinship she has with that crew that she's happy that they're all ending out together. Right. So right. I could see her being like, I'm not coming back. 
Yeah. I can see them saying the fin- the Iron Fist stuff never worked. Yeah, we're just gonna reboot that. Let's though. just try to redo it. Do it again. See, I look. I cannot. I, I cannot honest, imagine they would. I think they would be crazy to recast Luke Cage or or, or Daredevil. I think that would be insane. I agree. I mean, I think I would just I would just roll with the guys they got and say, look, if just if Kristen Renner doesn't want to be Jessica Jones again, then we don't use Jessica. I, Jones. That's what I would do. If we don't like Finn Jones' Iron Fist, then unfortunately, no Iron Fist. But Iron Fist is the only one that if you really wanted to recast him, you can do it. And like they recasted, what should call it? <laughs> uh, Terrence Howard. They recasted the Hulk, so they can recast people and it won't be crazy. But mm-hmm. like Luke Cage, like you said, Luke Cage, Charlie Cox, Kingpin, like these these guys, you can't recast them. Like if you, I mean, it would just be foolish, especially when that's supposed to be considered MTU content to begin with. So I'm just I'm shaky on that. Uh, I'm shaky on that. I think that um, uh, I think. The only one I can think of in terms of recasting is Iron Fist. Um, and that's purely because of... Uh, uh, honestly, it's purely because of the fact that they're doing movies like Shang-Chi now. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that that movie is going to have... That's all I'm thinking, too. ...going to be a martial arts movie, and it's going to be very high caliber and high quality. Yeah. And uh, you can't have someone like Iron Fist um, not living up to that standard after <laughs> after they do that movie. Sure. So I, that's the only one that I can see them recasting and just redoing. But um, I think Charlie Cox and and uh, uh, Coulter. Mike, yeah, Coulter. Um, I thought they I thought they did a fantastic job in their role. So I'd hope they don't recast them. Yeah, those guys to me should be untouchable. The other uh, people probably more touchable. I mean, Ritter. I would love for her to be Jessica Jones forever. But again, that's more of a I think from where she is in her career what she sees the value and what they've done at Jessica Jones. I don't, I don't, I think that we've seen the end of, of that uh, situation. In other news going uh, from Marvel stuff to DC, it looks like uh, we're getting some, maybe uh, an idea of what Matt, uh, what uh, Matt Reeves is thinking about in regards to casting in his movie. So we learned this week that uh, Vanessa Kirby uh, is apparently being eyed to play Catwoman. So you can see her in the upcoming film Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, she has, a, a, of course, been in plenty of other uh, movies as well. I have not seen any of them, but she was also in The Crown, uh, and she was in uh, Mission Impossible uh, Fallout, which was a very popular movie there. So, guys, 31 years old, from Britain, uh, young actress, but but uh, a pretty pretty substantial uh, uh, track record so far. Yeah, hot name right now, obviously, because yeah. of Hobbs and Shaw being coming out right now. And an Mission Impossible Fallout was an epic movie. Exactly. What did you guys think of uh, this idea of Kirby playing Catwoman? I, I'm I'm uh, I'm in favor of it. I'm definitely in favor of it. I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw yet. Tomorrow you didn't get an early look. And <laughs> get invited yeah, to the early screening. You're like a really you're like a, a stand for the Fast and Furious. Like you should you should definitely. You should have like a Harloff, like you know, you know, uh, <laughs> meltdown, meltdown. About, uh, how you you spend all this time? My behind as <laughs> a Fast and Furious fan for five effing years. <laughs> Shout no, out to no Christian disrespect Hall- to Christian, Shout Harloff. Christian Harloff. Though. We do love Christian Harloff, Harloff but we we let him slide when he had that meltdown. But yeah, that was, I, yeah, that was bad. I, it just reminded me that was not a good look. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks like she's gonna kick a lot of butt in that movie. It looks like she's gonna be doing a lot of hitting and taking guys out. From the action that I've seen in the trailers yeah. and the clips that have come out, it looks like she's gonna be doing a lot. 
Because she's impressed me just in the trailers. That's a good sign. If you're going from Mission Impossible to Fast and Furious to Catwoman, yeah, that I is, feel like that's, that's a, a seamless transition. transition. Definitely. It's not like we're talking about she went from playing Cinderella yeah. to <laughs> now she's playing Catwoman. Right. I mean, I don't know. Completely, right. you know, we talked about uh, what's her name? Um, was it Wig? It's playing Cheetah. Chris and Wig, yeah. Chris and Wig, we yeah. Are, and we're all we're, we're all we very see. confused about how <laughs> yeah. that's gonna work. We got we got to see, but this seems like all right. She's been in two major action movies, playing action roles. I would imagine I didn't see Mission Impossible, but it's hard to be in that movie without having any type of action. We know she's gonna have some action role in Fast and Furious, so I mean, it seems like it's gonna be a uh, Chris and like Wig. Must have, she must have killed that. Audition, yeah, because I because there's no way she could have been on my shortlist. Yeah, she 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 seems like that seems like a role. Like, I mean, you'd have to audition for. It. You would think, right? You know, she's a big enough actress where it's feasible that they could have just targeted her. But but that's a strange person. So to target. strange person to target. Yeah, you know. So and it's not like a movie needed star power. No, not yeah that role. Now I I had pitched before that I think it would be smart for them to position a a, a big name in that role for Wonder Woman too. Given it was coming off that momentum, and it could have been a Gal Gadot versus, you know, you know, Christian Wake, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned Ronda Rousey at the time. <laughs> like, you could have done somebody like that was a list, but um, Wig may not necessarily be that level because she's, but she's not a that big physical. actress, though. Yeah, she's not that physical character, but or actress, but um, so I mean, but this one with Catwoman, I've there have been rumblings that maybe Daisy Ridley. You know, we talked about her being Batgirl potentially last week. You know, some rumbling. She may be in the conversation for Catwoman. You never know what to believe this time. But uh, this definitely does seem a little bit more substantial. Um, and it seems like the person, a person that they could target. Geeks Worldwide had this story, Shamari, by the way, on uh, on um, Kirby as uh, Selena Kyle. Um. Okay. Uh, I think they're. I think they're a reliable. So, uh, uh, I think I consider them a reliable source. Um, I think that it's interesting having... I feel like Reeves is looking for people that are making ways now in Hollywood. I know Pattinson doesn't seem like that, though he has been working. Um, and he's actually, Pattinson is actually going to be in Nolan's next film. It's, it's supposed to be some kind of action thriller film that's coming out next summer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Pattinson was going to be in it, but he's going to be in it. So it looks like he, Reeves is, is taking from... from Taking some yeah. people that are making waves now. And yeah, I agree. It definitely sounds like Reeves, like you know, and like you know, in baseball, how we got like you know, the the top, you know, twenty prospects chart. It seems like Reeves is taking from that chart for yeah. whatever acting yeah. chart is like. It seems like he's taking that chart yeah. with who he's eyeing to be in these roles. He's not taking like Marvel, for example. It's like taking like the off the beaten path <coughs> people that we never would have thought of. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's either like, taking off the beaten path or they're they're, or they're very established. They're, they're going like or an NBA free agency. Like we're just creating a super team. Yeah, yeah, super yeah, team. Like that. Right. This is not. This is. I'm I'm finding who's the trendy people that are on the come up, and I'm putting them in these roles. He, it's speaks to me as someone who's like watched who watches everything. That's why. That's what the impression I yeah. get from this cat. This potential casting is that he watches everything. He he knows he has a good pulse on like who's the next big people, who are the people he wants to work with, and he's picking those people very right. pointedly. I think I do agree that Kendall at Marvel sometimes is like, are we getting this guy Max? This guy Max? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going for the Max free agents a lot of these times. <laughs> And then and every now and then they'll still go a Tom Holland or something yeah. somewhere where out of nowhere we don't know they'll discover somebody put somebody on the map exactly yeah. but that's not that's not what uh, that's not what he's doing nope not at all he's finding the people that are like possibly one movie away from being you know 
the Marvel superheroes. You know, right. right. Like, kind of, who are you saying? You telling me uh, who is he looking at for Penguin? You said you, you heard something about Penguin. Oh, uh, the rumor didn't make unverified last week, but there was a rumor that uh, Toby Jones, who played uh, what's his name, Arnim Zola, might be Penguin. So, so it's interesting. On that note, is that apparently Reed is also eyeing uh, Andy Serkis to be have a role yeah, in, the in the Batman, and that makes too. that makes compl- plenty of sense. Given <laughs> that does make plenty of you sense. You know, it's history with Andy Serkis. Absolutely. That makes absolutely in the, in the Ace movie. So, I mean, if you can get Andy Serkis in the movie, find a way. And if there's anybody Andy Serkis that they could play, it's probably Penguin. For being honest, if there's anybody in the Penguin? Batman universe as a villain, you could play him. I don't think you would incorporate CGI, even though he's he's done multiple CGI characters. He might be the goat CGI actor, <laughs> but like, he, I think Serkis is so talented. He could be Riddler. He could be Riddler or Two Face. Two Face. I I can see him playing an unhinged Two Face. Two Face is unhinged, but I mean like yeah, yeah, right. Going more, but I mean going more on like the oh this guy's really crazy. Yeah, like I can see him. I can see him doing that too. That's how talented he is. He's incredible. But I I can see like when I saw that he was thinking about circus, I was like, I don't know who he's playing. Like Penguin, he could be great, but I, I mean, feel like he had the look of Penguin. It, it sounds like he wants. It sounds like Reeves wants someone you know, you know, rotund for lack of a better term. Uh, so okay, Circus got to gain weight, or is he gonna be CGI? Is he gonna be fat suit? How are they gonna do that? I think Circus would be happy being in a fat suit doing that stuff. He's that again. He's that talented an actor, but that's something that would have to be done if that's the Penguin <laughs> they're going for. If it's Two Face, I mean, he can do. If it's Riddler, it's someone he could do. He could have even done Firefly, but I know they want someone younger, so that's not probably in the case. I, of the villains that we've heard, I was like, I can see him playing any of these people, which speaks to his level of ability. I agree with that, too. Yep. Um, um, so, what were you going to say, Kevin? Oh, no. Uh, I was just going through uh, some of uh, Geek World, Geeks Worldwide's uh, exclusives. See their... Uh, See bad and average, so to speak. Yeah, see, they're bad and average. You know, they have, I mean, they have some good exclusives, you know. Nothing major that they've reported in the sense that, like, nothing was, like, you know, like, nothing super outlandish. Like, yo, Warner Brothers is going to cast Robert Pattinson exclusive. Like, right. you know, they, they go for more, like, you know, Titans is going to introduce this person. Is it an exclusive? I don't know. But, like, for the most part, though, they've been pretty safe. Um, and even and this, this, and this too, isn't casting; it's just they're, yeah, they're yeah, eyeing they're eyeing somebody, somebody, so. which is very possible, and they could have easily heard that. Shout out to Geek Worldwide. Um, last story of the day before we get to our unverified section. Um, we're hearing from from uh, Daniel RPK. Shout out to him, someone who I would have loved to, to to get on the show for sure. Uh, he's saying that Black Mask is reportedly one of the best superhero movie villains ever. Or that's and what he's hearing. He's hearing that, and that, uh, and it's that he's by best. far the best DCEU villain. First of all, what? Who is that person now? What's the bar? We have to establish the, best the bar. Best DCEU villain right now is. Uh, I've never even thought about the best DCEU villain is General Zod. Really, from Man of Steel. Yeah, because Man of Steel is not the consensus best. He's the best villain. Wow, he's. So does this mean I'm not a Man of Steel person on this show for people who never heard or never heard us talk about Man of Steel, though we talk about it a lot. Um I'm not a Man of Steel like super fan. 
I thought it was like an average movie. So that's not for people who think I'm a Snyderite, which you would never think that if you ever heard this joke. Oh, no, I <laughs> but uh, but but I say that. But I'm I, I'm objective, and I I, I thought um, what's the name was incredible in as General Zod. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was a great job, a great job. So I think that if you're comparing DCU villains, I think that's the bar. And I don't think it's a low bar. I don't. And that, and yeah, it's not, not even shade to me. I think that he was really good. I, I don't mean, think. I don't think he was one of the greatest villains of all time. In right. Movie, yeah. But I thought he was really good. Like really good. I don't know how it would say. <laughs> it's been a long time. But that's what it is for me. Would you agree, Shan? Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. I. Yeah, I agree. I. I mean, right. And in, 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 just in thinking about it, uh, off the top of my head, I mean, I agree. I think the only other one, ones that come closer, like. Patrick Wilson. That's right. Yeah, I was yeah. in Ocean Master. And, uh... Not the dude from Shazam, right? We're not talking about him. I mean, I thought he was okay, but... I mean, the movie wasn't about yeah, him. Yeah, it's free edible. Um... And Ares was and kind Ar- of a, Ares was okay. Was like a, it was a, he was I was a, not a fan He was a Ares. weird villain. Because, yeah, like, not a fan. we didn't know he was a villain until the last... Yeah, exactly. Very, very end of the movie. Which was very well done in the marketing, by the way. Right. Because there's no way you would have known he was in the movie. Yeah, so... Um... And we don't talk about Steppenwolf. <laughs> we don't talk about Luthor. We don't talk about Steppenwolf. We would never we talk about Luthor. We don't talk about Steppenwolf. We don't talk about Doomsday. We don't talk about Luthor. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I think I think Zod's, I think Zod's a good uh, consensus figure. I'm not even gonna say who the villain uh, of Suicide Squad. Yeah, was. yeah. Whoever you, <laughs> that, that, that name, name, will, not that name will not be mentioned on this show. <laughs> but so yeah. I mean, given that we established that bar, it's not impossible. That this no. is true. This is actually very possible. No, it's that's a bar that has to be cleared. Yeah, Marvel's cleared it plenty. Now, I will say, I would never imagine that this movie was going to clear that bar for the villain. Not because of the villain or the actor at all. Um, it's more of the style of movie. The stylistic movie that they're telling me, to me, it screams more, this movie's about the characters, the characters, characters. not, like Suicide not whatever the, the conflict is. Suicide the conflict, Squad, the exactly. conflict was kind of irrelevant. Right. That's why the she who will not be named was such a terrible character. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um uh yeah, I basically feel the exact same way. It's, this is surprising to me. Um though not surprising in terms of the fact that Ewan McGregor is a fantastic actor. What one thousand percent. And I think that if anyone could 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 pull this off, I think that he would be the actor that would be able to be capable of doing that. And, and to me, I don't know, maybe like, you know, I, I was super excited when I heard Black Mass was being introduced in this movie. I know he's being talked about for the Batman movie too. I was I've been on board with like Black Mass being in something right. ever since he's he was being his name was being thrown out there. But when I saw you know the little teaser we got and you know there's no Black Mass he's wearing and he kind of has a suave look about him, like it, it did kind of lower my expectations of what I was gonna see from Black Mass. I kind of was like okay, perhaps this would be a lot different of a Black Mass than we've ever seen. And and while I'm excited that he's in it, I wanna hold. To see what exactly they do with him. Now I'm super excited again. So hopefully uh, Daniel is not a uh, not bringing bring the hype to a level that's not he can't clear. But this I thought Black Mass was an excellent choice, and I thought he's an excellent choice for this this movie. But I, I almost thought he was an excellent choice because of the fact that I thought this movie was going to be more about the people. So that makes it even more interesting that he potentially steals the movie. They they also um, or he also said that. He heard that Black Canary was awesome. So. I mean, 
what he's saying that this is an incredible movie when That's you say these things. Like. Yeah, you can't because it's it's very difficult to have a bad movie and then have an amazing villain. An all time great villain. It, I, like that's yeah, never awesome black canary. And that's not just in in like you know superhero. That's any movie. Like I I right. can't think of a bad movie that's like yo that villain though was incredible. Like that's never been said. We said that a movie a villain's been good in bad movies. That's happened. Like, some bad people movies. We'll make that case about Man Steel. I'm not, I don't think Man Steel was yeah. bad, but I think it was yeah. flawed. Yeah, flawed movies, sure. Bad movies, that's hard to do. Yeah, so that's hard. To do. So he's I saying that this movie. One. He's saying that people are hearing this movie is is really really good, and that well, also surprising. that also is surprising because I feel like there's still this. When's this movie come out again? 2020. It'll come out next year, right? Right. So we're kind of far away. How do you? How could you know this guy was so good? Uh, I mean, it's, it's been filming for a while, so. But isn't isn't it, is it summer next year? I thought it was earlier. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. I thought it was like summer. Let me look at the calendar. Because Sham, like that's, that's, that's a lot to say for a movie that's to me still very much in development. To say, oh, best one of the best movie villains of all time, like. That's usually stuff we hear maybe a month or two before a movie comes out, or maybe even the earliest three or four months. You hear, yo, this take on this character. Yeah, it's February. So, not that far. Could be shown test screening. But that's that's a that's still a lot. That's those are big words. Those are big words. I hope it's not hype, because that's a lot to say this early on. Yeah. I think even if you're showing, you're saying that from test screenings. We've seen how test screenings go. Yeah, man. <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins, hopefully he wasn't the one that watched this. <laughs> according to test screening. Fantastic Four. Remember, great movie. According to test screening. Y'all should go see it. Remember Deadpool 2 was supposed to be like an unmitigated disaster and maybe one of the worst yeah. movies oh, yeah. Fox produced. Yeah, man. Which it was just, an, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know who, who were the people that, that were saying that. And said that, yeah. Because that confused. movie was very good. I don't know who, like, that's crazy that someone could have came ben to Affleck that Ben Affleck getting a standing ovation from the, from the DC execs. Can't forget that one. Yeah, so you take all that with a grain of salt, but I found this interesting. And I obviously we're gonna pay attention and keep our eye on it. The one thing I will say, uh, it's not shocking because DC's kind of been on a great streak, you know. So yeah, we gotta keep, keep one hundred. I mean, they, we, we are. I think I, I've shed. I sh- after Shazam, I told you guys I'm shedding the DC's uh, the train wreck. I think DC's one movie away for me. I think if, is, that, is that movie is Joker? That Joker? Because if they all, because it is, and they, 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 they're there. They're going to get there, because Joker is going to be insane. Uh, you see, I, we didn't talk about this, but you see that uh, for Joker, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're bringing it to this Venice Film Festival mm-hmm. that apparently <laughs> You only like, bring it to the Venice you, Film yeah, Festival. Yeah, you, you only bring yeah, you it only to get an, an Oscar. Trying to get an yeah. Oscar. Yeah, you only bring your heat to that film festival, apparently. So, they ha- they think they have something. They think they have something with Joker that, that they think they get an Academy Here's Award. the only thing about the Joker... Now, for me, I'm saying, yes, if they do Joker, I, there's no longer a DC. What is DC doing, or what's the... I, did we no longer do that in terms of the movies they're producing. We can talk about their ideas, and like, but like in terms of how we think movies would be, I can't come in expecting bad. But I do wonder, for the, for the large majority of fans, will they treat this movie like fans treated Logan? Where I think people were all, awesome. They all loved Logan. No one disliked Logan. But I think they all still kind of had a raised eyebrow about Apocalypse, and they, the X-Men fans did not give them the benefit of the doubt with that movie. So will, will because of the stylistic movie they're trying to do with Joker, will the critics and the fans out there, we won't, but will they give DC the benefit of the doubt when they do their next more cape movie, so to speak? You know, if it's 
uh, you know, Birds of Prey, Dude, which Jane, also seems Prey. kind of a little off the beaten path. I mean, like, they're obvious blockbuster Shazam popcorn right. movie. Now, again, they're kind of in a good position because they have two kind of, you know, you know, achy Wonder, kind of movies, Wonder and then Woman. they got Wonder Woman. Yeah. So it's like, well, they're going to get the benefit of that Wonder Woman regardless of what they do the next two movies. These next two movies be terrible, which is not going to happen. But they built so much equity. They built so much. Wonder Woman is so, it's, it's it's again, I've said it, and I will still say it, it was a game changer, and it's a, it was a cultural phenomenon. So Wonder Woman 2, or 84, is going to get the benefit of the doubt regardless until people see it. I and mean, if it's bad, then that they'll judge it. But people are going to come in thinking, well, this is Wonder Woman, this is it, and what are they going to do this time? I'm just curious, though. Like, they're, like I said, they set themselves in a good position. That I think that they, they may be in a good spot where once they knock Joker out of the park, that we may be really beyond the whole DC is the company that does the bad movies thing. Because it would have been a long time. Because Joker comes out this year. When did Justice League come out? 2018. 2018? No, it's oh, 2017. <laughs> so that's, I mean, it's only two years ago. But I mean, it's a long two years. A lot yeah, of, a lot of, a lot of this happens in Justice League. Now, well, what I was going to say is that. Especially um, by the time we get to Birds of Prey, now we're in 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the Batman. Yeah, and if now. If we can get to and, that, that's And, and then we're want. fully away from the Zack Snyder era. Now we're not even involved in his stories or anything he's put together anymore. What are you gonna say, Um, I've never, I haven't been this excited for a DC movie, speaking of Joker, in a long time. Um, I thought Wonder Woman was gonna be really good, so I was excited. Might about be Batman. I know me and you fight about that, fought about that. I, I was show. very confident you, it was gonna be bad. Yeah, you thought it was gonna be terrible, and I thought it was gonna be excellent. So I won that fight. <laughs> but I do, but but for so, but for personally, I would say that this is probably rivals that. I mean, yeah. But I, feel, I will say this, though. I feel more confidently that Joker will be good than I did about Wonder Woman. And I was yeah. confident about Wonder Woman. I mean, this... Cause, and, like, I'm usually not even, like, the type... Like, I'm more like, I'm more like you know, the blockbuster, yeah. you know, popcorn kind of stuff. But this just... you just It just looks so... You just know it's going to be good. Like, a Joker movie, I think, is a bad idea. It's not a movie when they said they were making it. I was excited for it in the slightest. But everything we've seen, everything they've teased, the fact that they're this confident it's going to be this good... Now, someone, I forgot what we were watching, but somebody was like, you know, this could rival Ledger, or this could pass, Joaquin Phoenix could pass Ledger. I told Shamari, I feel like there's no way. Oh, I think, a, I think there's a way. I think there's a way. feel like there's no way. Ledger is, he's the GOAT villain. He's the GOAT superhero. He is. I agree he's the GOAT superhero. Are we going to look at today, still. Joaquin Phoenix and be like, he's the best Joker ever? I feel it's like impossible. Almost impossible. I think that this, that's how high I feel about this movie. I think that with this movie, anything is possible. And Joaquin, what, what also, what, what, and this will be, and I'll let Shamari say after before we move on. Um, I also pay attention to who's involved in a movie. That tells me a lot too. When I hear Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, they ain't coming, they ain't coming to play. Yeah, they ain't do this for no reason. They ain't coming to play. These are not people who are like, oh, superhero movie, get get a money bag, like. Everything that they like when I hear those names, I always Kevin was like Jack Black. <laughs> exactly. Now I'm like, okay, what are we gonna see here? <laughs> and no disrespect to those dudes, I great love actor. Kevin Hart. Really and good, I love, great actors. Look, I always tell Jack Black doesn't get enough credit for Orange County. My mom's one of my mom's favorite movies and one of my favorite movies. Um, but <laughs> Toby Jack Black playing Penguin. Good, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. okay. <laughs> but you tell me the names that were attached to this project. It, once we got to that point, I was like, okay. 
these boys ain't they ain't here to play, and they're, and they're not. And you see everything that from the promotion, from the from the trailer, these guys are not messing around. They're gonna kill the game. They're gonna kill it. And I think that this movie is gonna be uh, it's gonna be talked about for a long time. Will it? And my last thing, last question. Yeah, I know you're coming up with all these joke questions, but will this movie? Will we come out of it saying they should just make a Batman movie with this guy? Like, that's a that's a great question. They should just create a Batman universe in this guy's universe. It's that it's that good. That's a that's a great question. I, that's the one thing if I was Warner Brothers, I'd be concerned about. It's almost like it's too good, unless they are going to connect it to the Batman, but that doesn't seem to be the conversation. That'd be the one thing I'd, I'd be concerned about. That's a great question. I don't. Without seeing without seeing the movie, I can't say for sure one way or the other. Yeah, that's because there's a way they could write the movie that makes it where it can't have Robin Pattinson versus Joaquin Phoenix. Right. You know, for whatever reason, you know, again, I have to see the movie. Um, If they write in a way where that's possible, will that conversation happen? Yes, it's gonna happen. Yeah, we're getting Tom Hardy and And Venom and and and. Yeah, Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, you and know, like and that doesn't make any and, sense. And Venom, <laughs> yeah, different universe. Was in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah in San, San Francisco, Francisco, it was no MCU tie-in. It was not a good, about not a good movie. Yeah, and we're, and it's 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 been it's dominated it's dominated the Spider-Man. So Batman um, will be discussed with Joker. Yeah, which is kind of crazy that that has dominated the Spider-Man press tour. press tour when it's people are saying this is the epilogue to Avengers Endgame, yeah, which is one the second what? biggest movie of all time. How are you gonna connect Venom? It's insane that that's the conversation that keeps happening. Sony's but yeah, this is what we're happening. Telling people ask about Venom, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I think we had a good point in the show, Kendall. One verified. I really enjoyed the subject last week. I told me and Shamari talked about well, how we were on the fence, and last week we had a, a really great time. So we're bringing it back this week. So Kendall, yes. unverified. Unverified. What, what we got this week? Uh, week two. Um, so let's see what I compiled this week. I mentioned in the in the pre uh, you know in the opening to the show there is some conversation going out there that uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, could end up being replaced as Black Panther. Now you may hear that and be like, "There's a reason that's unverified because he's not gonna he's not being replaced as Black Panther." But this is in the context of the MCU. Uh, according to we got this covered, there 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 will be a constant on the in the unverified segment. But <laughs> according to them, we've got. Um, apparently Marvel is talking about, uh, using Black Panther T'Challa and repositioning him from being the Black Panther to just being the King of Wakanda and making Shuri the Black Panther and that this could happen in either Black Panther 2 or Black Panther 3, but that they, they want that to be the dynamic going forward at some point. Chadwick Boseman Sham is a lot older than people think. Mm. Yeah, isn't he, right? He's like... Like in his like early forties, mm. not someone. I mean, it, now Downey, I believe, was in his early forties when he first took Iron Man. I want to say. So, yeah. I mean, Downey, they got ten years out of him, but it was only ten years. It wasn't forever, and that was the only thing about the Bozeman casting that was interesting to me was that they took someone who was just not young. So, it would surprise me if. The Black Panther two by the end, T'Challa is not the Black Panther, especially because just the last movie, mm-hmm. Sham, they they did so much about how how important it was for him to be the Black Panther. Right. Like you know, the whole thing was about the fight for the throne and the fight for the be Black Panther. Right. So that they would take away from him so quickly would be 
surprising. Not not necessarily bad, but just surprising. So I don't know if I buy that, but for by by BP three, I think anything's possible. I think anything's possible. I can totally see them passing the torch and Bulls being a part of the company and part of the 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 universe, but not the Black Panther. That I can see. And Letitia Wright is um, one of the I would say one of the most popular actors and characters her character in the MCU right now. Now that we're post Rogers and post um um uh, Sark. So <laughs> so um so that's what I would say to that is I don't think it's imminent. I don't think it's imminent, but if that happened around the corner, no, it wouldn't shock me because of his age. Um, uh, I I would say for Black Panther three, it, it wouldn't shock me too much. Uh, I think for Black Panther two, I think you still need him for Black Panther two. Black Panther two because that would be really yeah, that would be that would be really fast, really fast. Like, geez, like, yeah, you're not him. Black Panther anymore. And the first movie is about him becoming Black Panther. Right? Black Panther 2, like, oh, no, yeah, no, nah, you're not Black Panther anymore. Like, what? Yeah. So, nah. Like, now, it, to be fair, there may be Avengers movies in between, you know, may not Black Panther 2. But if he did it in Black Panther 3, like, that would, there would be Avengers movies in between other places where he can show up to where it's like, all right, we have a good five movies, five, six movies, seven movies even, right. of him as Black Panther yeah, before exactly. he passes the torch. Do it in Black Panther two. It's probably you know only four movies. <laughs> you know we see him in Black Panther five. Movies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, that's why I'm not buying that. But I th- I think it could happen in Black Panther three. So I, for the most part, I'm in agreement. Um, I don't even think in the end of Black Panther two. I think Black no. Panther. Yeah, 3. I agree. I don't think Charlotte <laughs> will be the Black Panther by the end of the time Black Panther is over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other stories I uh, mentioned Hugh Jackman potentially having a role in the MCU. Two names that have been discussed. Doctor Doom. What do you guys think about that? That's one name. Doctor Doom for uh, Jackman. Jackman. Um, Norm Osborn is the other, by the way. Which do we uh, like better? Uh, of the two? Of the two, I'd probably... Like, his Norman could be interesting. Like, I think his Norman kind of is more believable. Oh, really? Like... Because, well, no, I mean believable in the sense of, like, Norman Osborn being a believable character. Like, to me, it's not that believable that, like, a middle-aged dude could, like, fly on a glider and, like, beat the crap out of some young spry guy who has spider powers. Like, that's not believable to me. If Hugh Jackman is believable, we just watched, uh, you just watched X-Men Days of Future Past, the road cut, and, I mean, that first scene when he's, you know, naked, I mean, the guy is just chiseled. Yeah. Like, he yes, I could believe he would beat the crap out of Spider Man. Um, I, I, I'm I, I'm not crazy about either though. And I don't, if I had, if I had to be honest, I'm not crazy about either. If I had to pick one, I'd probably I, I'd probably go with Osborne because I think that that would be cool to see like Spider Man face a guy. Who, yeah, he looks like this, he would not be able to. He would not want to smoke with this dude. Like he would put he would bring teeth to the Green Goblin in a way that I don't think we've seen before. Like, we've seen the Green Goblin in, like, the Ultimate Universe or in Spider-Verse be, like, a monster. Or we've seen him, like, a middle-aged to old dude who, like, just for some reason is good. Like, we don't really know why. Like, yes, he takes, like, some serums and stuff. But, like, is it like Wilming Defoe throwing people around kind of looks crazy now. Yeah. It won't look crazy with, with Jackman. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Um, I lean Doom. But I was going to say, I, I could see Doom... I more probably I guess than than Osborne, though I do agree that I don't really see either of them. 
for for Hugh Jackman. It's not he. I, and part of it is the fact that he's so Wolverine. I know it's crazy. Yeah, I don't want to see him in the MCU as, at all. He should, I don't think he, he should not be in the MCU if he's not Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is a hard pass for me. <laughs> and I love Hugh Jackman, but I mean, this, I, I think for a, either of these roles. <laughs> I'm telling Feige, I'm like, look, just get some somebody. This guy be someone who could do any, the anybody who's just a talent. It's yeah. got to be. Speaking of Wolverine, um, two names that are being thrown out for Wolverine potentially in the MTU. Where are these rumors coming from, by the way? Oh, all of them, right? All of them. They're, they're all unver- right. they're all unverified. <laughs> all from <laughs> we got this discovered. Yes. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, you know, formerly known as Harry Potter. This is for Wolverine. For Wolverine. And uh, Taron Egerton is apparently he's been connected a lot the last. He's been connected week. forever. Last, you know, thing that's thing starting to heat up. So, uh, and then there's just there's been some you know minor stuff out there about Radcliffe potentially. But um, how old is Egerton again? Egerton's younger, right? He's probably thirty. He's, he's pretty young. If that, there's yeah. something about him that screams he's too young. Well, he does. He's he's a, he's kind of has a pretty boy look. You you would think he could be a Cyclops as opposed to traditionally. You would think he would be a Cyclops. He was talked about for, for Han Solo, Spider Man. But, he, but he has a swagger about the roles but, that he portrays that I could definitely see why you would see Wolverine in him. Right, and we we get too sometimes wrapped up in what actors have done and their appearance, and we we shut them out of certain roles that. I mean, it might actually be better to see Tyron Egerton in something that he's not done. I don't want to see the Kingsman as Cyclops. Right. Or I don't see the Kingsman as, you know, like, you know, Spider-Man. Like, or I don't want to see him as Reed Richards. Like, if he has to be Wolverine, that would be a more drastic, maybe a more drastic change for him, a more drastic physical change, more drastic. He's a smaller guy to begin with, so I think that would be good. You'll have to get stronger. But he's not like six five or six three like Hugh Jackman, so that should help. But um, Radcliffe, I, I'm a no. That's gonna be a no for me though. That's that's too drastic. <laughs> you know, it goes back to the it's like the Nicholas Holt going from Beast to Bruce Wayne. I, I can't. You know, I don't think you go from Harry Potter to Wolverine and be. I think that's I think that's even more drastic. Yeah, I mean Radcliffe I mean, fits the bill in terms of size, though. Size, he's look. five foot five. Yeah, I mean that's that's Wolverine. That's the size you're looking for. Um, I'm not sure Dark how tall. Hair, I'm not he's sure got how, beard. He's got like a beard. He's now. a scruffy looking guy. Um, I'm not sure how uh, how how old or how tall Egerton is. Um, he's not tall either. But, or yeah, yeah Taron Egerton. Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine he's he's pretty small five. too. Uh, I believe I'm pretty sure Egerton is, is pretty small as well, um, but uh, but yeah, Radcliffe. I Radcliffe is so he have to bulk up quite a bit. Um, Eger, I mean Egerton would have to too, but I feel like Egerton's at least built. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. had to do these kind of roles recently. Yeah, he's had to do these kinds of roles for for a while. Yeah, Egerton's five nine. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, which he's small too. Um, I mean, but Radcliffe would have to. He would have to hit the gym hard for 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 me to even start to see him yeah. as okay. Yeah, this guy could be Wolverine. Like, eh. I don't know. Wolverine. How is, tall is Wolverine? Is, is jacked. That's the question. Because at what point do we I say mean, five think, five is too short? No, that's not too short for Wolverine. It's not too short. No, 
Right. That's played, probably you played Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I feel like he can be He's like the over. smallest character in the game. But like, according to Marvel Comics, Wolverine is five three. Jesus, not too Wolverine is short. Like yes, he is. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is completely <laughs> Yeah, not even close. You know, like, <laughs> I was, for some reason I thought, oh, he's a five eight. You know, whatever little guy, but yeah, five three. Jeez, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I he's. I mean, the you know the the. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly, right? The Marvel, the X Men anime series, I love it, but that show and Jackman is thrown off what we think of height with Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine is extremely short. Right. Every X Men cartoon, honestly. True. They all made yeah, them. They all drawn them. Really cool. Don't read the X Men. They all drawn them really tall. X Men Evolution. All, <laughs> all done. Why is that? Well, those shows came because Jackman. I think it's just more. But X Men anime series didn't have that. Yeah. Excuse. Yeah. I think it's I think it's more appealing to with the kids, especially with the action figures as well. Yeah, it was it's a time thing. Yeah, it's a time thing. I, where, I noticed me me and our brother Henry were watching like some stuff about cartoons then and now, mm-hmm. and they talked about how the cartoon the generic cartoon character from that time, like even superheroes, you'll see like Spider Man. We talk a lot about the Spider Man the animated series. Like he's mad bulky. Why he's Spider Man? Right. I mean, made him in college, right. but like. Right. You look at Spider-Man now, when they make him in the cartoons, the spectacular Spider-Man, you know, even Ultimate Spider-Man, he's smaller. Yeah. Look at Superman, the anime series, big dude. You know, the Batman, big dude. Look at these guys now, you know, Batman, the anime thing's a little sleeker, a little slimmer. Yeah, look at Beware leaner. the Batman. Look at Beware the Batman. Look at Legion of Superheroes. They made Superman a kid, yeah. you know, like, so that... I think it's a generational thing, especially with the X Men. Well, yeah, they the, were making the 90s, superheroes. 90s was all about. They, big, they all had the buff, same. It was all big buff, big tights. buff muscle. <laughs> they all had the brown. same model. Yeah, the, the same character model. Yeah, it was like it was like Vince McMahon's dream of like, <laughs> like know. everything was like that. It wasn't just like wrestling. Like superheroes, like was like that. Other movies was like that. Like the biggest star was Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. like a guy who like yep. couldn't really act but was just insanely brolic. <laughs> like yeah, like that. Just uh, the the 90s was just about like. Big and over the top. That's what. Yeah. That's that's like was it was it was it was like ridiculously gaudy. And I think it's just the the archetype of the male yeah, superhero for sure. And these right. these shows and these so ev- yeah. and these games and stuff, not wanting to depict a very small, tiny man, <laughs> right, as a superhero, as this yeah. powerful person, yeah, yeah. especially like Wolverine. You know, yeah. like you could do Murph and make him look smaller if you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you got the name of. Murph, but, yeah. Yeah, Morph yeah. Murph. <laughs> Fake Forge. Uh, but regardless, um, I feel like, uh, well, let me move on. Last sure. thing, um, we had a set photo from uh, Black Widow. Uh, it's of some guy, some, I, I guess, villain. We don't know who he is. Uh, we don't know who's in the mask, who's in the costume, but... The word has been that Taskmaster is going to be the villain in this movie. It's all, again, unverified stuff. There have been rumors going out for months, weeks and months, that Taskmaster was to be the villain. So we are assuming that that guy is Taskmaster. Is it Taskmaster? Cannot confirm, which is why it's, un- why it's under unverified this week. Um, what do you guys make of potentially our first look at Taskmaster? So Taskmaster, to explain to people who have not seen the picture, he's... Uh, very much in what looks like robotic type gear um, that's covering him from head to toe. He has what looks like a, a black visor over his face, over his eyes at least. Um, it looks no. like he has something that's kind of resembles like the the, the the hood that's probably down. No no skeleton. No skeleton head. 
Uh, no obvious weapons in his hand. No shield. No, no shield. <laughs> no nothing. Um, but I, the, the best way I can describe it is very much, like, very much robotic. He kind of reminds me of, there's a, there, who's the, who's the, the, the mascot? Is it the Dallas Maverick mascot? Who looks kind of like him? Who's like, it's like a person, but he just like, he's like all decked out in like. like night almost. Thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's a Maverick mascot. It's one of these NBA mascots. horse, I think. They have like a blue horse. But he reminds me of a basketball mascot, Pacers. which is not a good sign. Let me taste the pick. I mean, it might be the Pacers. Let me, I'll do my research. might be the Pacers. Um, he reminds me of a basketball mascot. This is not the greatest model at all. <laughs> which, regardless of who it is, if you say, that's not supposed to be a basketball mascot. This is not started on a good sign. So, yeah, this is kind of a, a goofy look to me. But, again, set photos... Set photos didn't never. They look never. Good. They never look good. They never look good. Never. I've never seen a set photo on someone like, "Wow, that looks awesome." It just never they, does. They never look good. Cause I mean, it's I mean, on a crappy ass camera phone from thirty feet away. Crappy camera. And 40, 40, 50 feet away. Like it's it's. It's never the right shot. I coloring mean, is bad. Like it just never looks. Coloring's bad. I mean, you had that picture of Grant Gustin. I mean, remember a shocker. Shocker. I mean, yeah, sh- yeah. We thought that was a disgrace. <laughs> I mean. And that turned out to be much better than when we actually saw Zachary the Levi was awesome in Shazam. I, I hated him. Yeah, I hated yeah. those set photos. Um, and we, I mean, we had Apocalypse when he was looking like a like that dude from the from the Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Nah, he was whack, so that was accurate. Well, he didn't, but he didn't look nearly as bad as he had before. He literally looked like yeah, Power yeah. They had some CGI, <laughs> had some CGI. You know, so so I mean, we had those set photos where they just they look horrific. Um, so I mean I'm giving this the benefit of the doubt, uh, though I have to say he does look very very Power Rangers-y. He, yeah, he just looks like he looks like like they did they did like a Samus uh, Metroid TV show, <laughs> like on on Cartoon Network. Like this is what he would look like. I mean, look, Taskmaster. You can I mean it's not what he looks like. So there's I mean wanna... there's no I I would say there's no way you could have done a, a comic book uh, accurate accurate. Taskmaster. Yeah, oh, he said the same about Mysterio though. Yeah, but Mysterio has such a distinct skull look. face with a hood on, like that's a, yeah, he's <laughs> that's not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely feel like this look is I, the other thing is like, is this gonna be era like realistic? Because is this supposed to be? Taking place in the early two thousands or the nineties or whatever. Well, it's not. It's, uh, what we're hearing is supposed to be like after Civil War. Oh well, yeah, that's the word, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. But if that's if, that's the word, though, is that, that supposed to be after Civil War? So if it's after Civil War, then I guess that that's irrelevant. But um, also, my other question is: this who? Uh, what you call playing? Whatever. Who? Think. What? David Harbour. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no clue. We haven't seen anything about him. No. You know, he's the the big name actor in this movie. He's the lead actor. And I mean, we, we you couldn't you couldn't tell who was under this. Armor. Yeah. Yeah, of course we wouldn't know. It's probably it wouldn't be David Harbour to begin with because he's right. a stunt guy, but um <laughs> will will he end up being the guy behind the mask at some point in this movie? Possibly. It would just seem would I mean the only other thing that would make sense is if he's some sort of Russian guy like some sort of Russian general or I mean if it's after Civil War then I, I don't know why they would do this movie after Civil War but regardless that's what they're doing 
you know, like, if he's some sort of, you know, non-Taskmaster villain, you know, or hero or ally, you know, I don't know, but it would just be weird to cast somebody so high profile at this point to not be the villain. But then we also know we're getting a new Black Widow, so where did she play a role in this? Spoiler alert, if you think that's a spoiler. Yeah, this Taskmaster uh, not going to excite anyone. No one's going to be excited to see this this version of him. Um, but I think Marvel's in a tough spot because you got if you're going to do Taskmaster, which I wanted them to do, to kind of start from scratch. I don't think he needed like any kind of mask. I think he could have just been a person. Like, I think he needed a mask. No. I just don't think he should have looked like like that. Yeah, like Samus. <laughs> like, I I would have just given him like a street mask. You know what I mean? Like. He could have been like, I want to say like Ghost, but like, I mean, Crossbones did it. You don't want to look exactly like Crossbones, but like, I feel like you could have done something to where, like, he had some sort of look that was respectful to the to the to the source material while still updating the look. Yeah. This isn't respectful to the source material no. at all. You're just, just giving him a name. No. Know who he looks like? He looks kind of like a, like a, or maybe you just said it. He looks kind of dude from um uh, from uh, uh, GI Joe. Snake Eyes. Yeah, it looks like oh, Snake, Snake Eyes. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, you can make that case too. Snake Eyes, definitely. Um, I don't think Snake Eyes and Taskmaster ever. So this no. is not necessarily a great look. Um, I don't know. I got to see a trailer. I want to see this yeah. in footage. Yeah. yeah, we're probably. Uh, I'm thinking that won't come until like October, November. Mm. Comic Con. Yeah, knowing them, it means you know Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely want to maximize on that uh, on the mouse. Yeah, um, good morning, Mary. <laughs> Legion episode recap time of the of the show. Legion season premiere. The it's a time travel episode, an episode where they're trying where the the department, which now is under new management and a new name and is not working with the Shadow King, is trying to kill David, who is now uh, leading some cult. In which he he basically puts people in uh, in psychic trances and they follow him and they worship him in uh, in, in in return for uh, the the mental high of being in whatever fantasy world that they're in. It kind of very much reminds me of what we saw in Ages of Shield last year with uh, with the people in the in the colony and like they would take that like I guess it was drugs basically. Right. Like it was it was to me it was almost the same. Um. This was a, a another very trippy episode, very hard to follow. We introduced a character we've never seen before, and it's told from their perspective. In a way, uh, now that I've watched the full episode, it kind of makes sense why they told it from this young lady's perspective. She's a young time traveler. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a good way to set the tone for the season. Um, it's so interesting. Like, this show... This show definitely could use more, like, you know, last time on Legion. Because, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I kind of had to remember, like, why, like, he was so, like, when the first the first time they go after him and they just, like, Sid just, like, takes him out. I'm like, damn, they weren't even trying to take him alive? Like, that's kind of, that seems, like, intense. Like, I remember something happened, but, like, what happened? Then I had to, like, read and remember what happened. Then I was like, oh, yeah, well. Yeah, he's he, he he's sexually assaulted Sid, so he kind of has to be taken out probably if you think that this person 
is at a, is at a point of no return in regards to him being psychotic. So that made sense, but I think that this episode could have used the last time on Legion just to help us out a little bit. Like, they gave us no help. You come right in the middle of a story that's clearly months, I would assume at least months, after we last saw him. He was breaking out. Yeah. But that being said, though, I still thought it was really great. I mean, again, it's shot incredibly. Uh, the performances are 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 solid. I don't think they're any out of this world, but they're really good. Um, the use of colors in the show is just amazing. It always looks beautiful. It's a, just a really good episode. It's really good. It's a good start to the season. I just wish that they would have helped us out a little bit instead of just dropping us in. Yeah, I thought this was a harder one to follow uh, uh, than the season and the season two, and the season two premiere uh, was post season one. I feel like that was a lot easier to follow in comparison. Um, uh, but uh, but again, typical Legion didn't really know what was happening halfway into the episode. Like, what's going on? Um, shout out to the time traveling girl. I thought she was. A, I, I like her as a new addition to the story. Um, Do we know her name? Uh, probably. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna look it up. I'm not even gonna pretend like I have any. any <laughs> like, man, I'll forget it. I'll be like, they never. I don't even catch them saying it. And I won't remember it until they say it 50 million times. Yeah. And then I'll. And then I'll get it. Um. Uh. But. Uh. But yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Shadow King, working with the division. Yes. Um. <laughs> it's crazy. Right? Yeah. It's just completely ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> to see the yeah, others working with the Shadow King. Um, I was like confused for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> I had to was make sure. Like, them? Yeah. To make sure there was no antics or anything. But yeah, this is a, this is a crazy situation. So, I mean, I thought the episode was decent. When's um, Professor X showing up, man? I'm wondering when Professor X is going to show up. You know, that's the big question. Is I was wondering if it was a good idea to even put him in the trailer. Because we can't be asking about. this question every week. With what, what if he's in the season up. finale? Yeah, and then he's in the finale, or he's in one episode, you know, a little Easter egg, and then that's it. And then we're we're just blasting, saying, you know, they, yeah, I mean, they I mean it's kind of like how they kind of like how they didn't tease the Shadow King in season one, but it was such a pleasant surprise. Yeah, when he, we saw him, a little crazy. Yeah, I was losing my mind. You know, so maybe they should have done that here, but Professor X is such a major guy, like he gets ratings, so. Mm-hmm. See why they why they decided to go that route, but and you guys saw how they keep teasing him, even in the in even in the thing where they're like, oh, this season on Legion, instead of like next episode type thing. Did you guys watch that? I didn't see it because no. I saw it on the FX. App. Oh, you watched it on the yeah. FX app? Did you see FX. it? FX.com. Okay, you didn't see it. Okay, but yeah, they had it all this season on Legion. They showed all the stuff that's after season happen. one, and they showed the yeah, and then they showed Professor X again. Yeah, mm. uh, sitting in front of David. Wow. Yeah, you know I thought it was a good episode. Um... Again, like you said, very confusing, but that's that's classic Legion fashion, especially a Legion season premiere. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the new character. Uh, the show definitely did, you know, kind of... I'm glad we're getting a different kind of vantage point, it appears. Um, kind of a new face. I was I wouldn't say I was getting tired of David, but, like, kind of got out of his head, you know, what's the point at this point, you know, like... <laughs> right. So from that perspective, it seems like this could be there's some potential with this story, but uh, it's still wait and see. Legion is one of those shows you kind of have to see where it kind of unfolds. But um, like like you know, me and Shamar were talking about. I mean, I'm excited to see where 
Professor X fit in, fits in any of this. It has to be the time travel element, right? Probably. Probably. It has to be. You know, they're clearly to- tooting this time travel, so they're probably going to go back. She's probably going to go back in time at some point to when Professor X was around. It might be something about David's past, you know. Scott was your father. So, I don't know. Um, what did we make of uh, of the kind of the, the turn, the tables being turned in regards to, you know, they definitely set up David to be a way more villainous character than before. Yeah, it is wild. It's wild to kind of I, see it's it. It's rare you see that in a, in a show like this where the, the it also the face. It's also weird because the, even the way the story, is, I mean, it's told from David's perspective still in a way that it does, I mean, you're, you, I don't know about you guys. Naturally, I was rooting for him to beat them every time. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's kind of twisted how uh how Harlow Harley is 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 telling the story. But like you're watching this and you see these people like going after these people and you know, where, first of all, we see David's abilities are insane now. Yep. He's yeah. just disappearing people, exploding people. Like he's he he's he's close to mastering his full abilities at this point in his life. But um but when you see just how like ruthless and how like calculating like uh uh the group is to take him down, I'm rooting for him every time to get out and like I'm wondering like I kind of think that they maybe had a benefit to the fact that they didn't tell you anything from last season. Cuz the show is named Legion. So you you're always going to have some affinity for the protagonist to some degree unless, you know, you shouldn't, because again, he he pretty much separated himself as a villain last season. You know, mind wiping people, and again, the assault on Sid. Like, he's not a good person, obviously. But the perspective in which how they're telling it, you can almost kind of get hypnotized by the artistic view, the perception of telling it from David's perspective. It's 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 done in a way that is 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 uh is effective, right? You know, so yeah. um. So I think and I think it was effective in this episode. Even I mean I read a review and I kind of it pointed out to me it was like even the fact that like I mean he's recruiting this girl to be in his cult. Yep. Like and the way the story goes and the way it's told and how everything happens like you get hypnotized by everything because of just how beautiful it is. But it's it's crazy. Yep. Like it's crazy he he recruits this young mutant and it's for only his own personal I mean cult always for someone's personal gain but like it's literally a thing of like how can I keep a leg up on the people that are trying to kill me? I need a, someone else to be involved in this cult that's a time traveler that can tell me when I'm in a situation. Yep. And it's kind of dangerous because we already know that they've kind of built him as someone with godlike powers. And now he has a time traveler. I mean, he's already... It, it just puts the uh, it just puts the, the people in a, in, a, in a bind in terms of how they could possibly stop him. Right. By the end of the episode, they, they fail because he... Just takes the whole shebang and bounces. Yep. But yeah, overall, I I definitely thought this was a, a good season premiere. Um, I think it sets a good tone for the season. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this new character interacts with David, uh, in particular, but also the rest of the characters. Um, I'm hoping we get some more insight into them and their mental state as well. Yeah, I mean. The Sid stuff was very, like, kind of, like, you know, telling in just a little bit we've seen uh, with her conversation with the Shadow King about revenge. And I think that... Yeah. And especially... And 
Oh man, her character her character is just a tragic character. But like, especially when we remember her backstory. Yeah. And everything that happened to her as a child and as a young adult and as a young teen. Um like this is a very tough situation for her, obviously, and, and, and being in that position to be trying to take them down to the point where Shadow King's like, Maybe you should do this. And we see every single time they get down there, it's her putting a bullet in his brain. And it's uh and what that impact is gonna have on her is gonna be interesting as well. But I thought this was a really solid season premiere. Um, I know Legion lost some fans with what they did with David last year, so we're in we're fully invested now in the David the villain versus the good guys role. And how that finishes out is gonna be fascinating. I think this ends up somehow with Shadow King and David together. Interesting. I think David's gonna turn back. I don't think David's trustworthy. I don't think I don't think Shadow King's trustworthy. And either they're they're, they're letting uh, him this close, fruit this close is I think already playing with fire. I know they're desperate, and he's the most powerful person they could find to stop him, and he is a incentive to do so because he can't stand him. But that's a very evil entity to be playing with, and someone who's so powerful. We'll see. But with Legion, yeah. what thing, the way things appear could never be, may never be the case. So everything we saw in the episode might not be what's happening, exactly. which is yep. kind of the, the, the nature of the show. Um, Swamp Thing, several episodes. Uh, the last one kind of... Uh, the last one was really good. Last one was solid. Yeah, we got a lot more about you know what the deal is with why uh, the, that family and that mom in particular hates Abby. Yeah, the Sunderlands, yeah, Sunderlands, and what the back history is about that, and how they told that story, I thought was uh, was good. Yeah, that was yeah, they told that extremely well because you didn't really understand what was going on, but by the end, it really all comes full circle. The only thing that I'm still stuck on is for Abby, for someone who has dealt with, I don't know. I guess it, I guess in hindsight, I mean, she could have just thought that her friend was just taken by like an alligator or something. But, I mean, what happened looked very paranormal. So, it's kind of surprising to me that she walks around, like, shocked at everything that happens. I'm like, did you, your friend just disappear? And you saw it happen, and you're shocked at everything that happened? I'm like, I feel like at that point, if I saw my friend just disappear underwater, I would, I would now, I'd believe anything. Right. So that was the only thing that was a little weird about, like, when they finally told the story of exactly what No, nah, I think... It the, sounds like she's, like, in denial. Yeah, I was going to say, that. I think well, the story they're telling is that, like, she... She was like, yeah, look, look, like, she's dead. Like, there's nothing we can do yeah. about it. She was trying to move on from that thing. Even when she was talking with Madam, with uh, Xanadu. Right. And she's like, oh, you told me to watch my mother die and 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 da-da-da. She's like, oh, she's like, I believe in science and all this other stuff. And yeah. Right. Seems like she's just in denial about everything that's, that's right. happening. She's like, she didn't believe what she saw, more or less. And yeah. that, that scene with Swamp Thing may have been her, him kind of, like, forcing her to see it again. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. relive it, like... This, this happened, like, and you know why she got so emotional. But I thought it was a very good episode. Best, I think, I think the best of the season. Um, I mean, it's trending upwards. You know, I'm still waiting for it to fall off the cliff. You know, once the once the budget gets slashed, I feel like you're just rooting for the show to fail. I feel like every week, well, it's already it, failed. It has failed. It's, it's already failed. It's why I mean, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for, for it, for it to, to fail in a crashing and burning. I'm just expecting. It. I'm not rooting for anything, but I'm expecting it. <laughs> you know, but. Um, that hasn't happened yet, so, you know, pleasantly surprised. But 
Uh, it's still holding on. It's still holding yeah, on. I feel like you're hoping for it in the middle of, of the tenth episode. <laughs> uh, it'll be a thirty minutes, and then it'll just you'll just hear. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see uh, un- unfinished, uh, unfinished content like uh, like, on being, like swing, swinging on a vine. <laughs> it'll just cut out. His eyes are gonna be like, you know, not even like CGI, red like dots. Um, see the bulldozer taking out the swamp or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The set, the set is is now property of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the show is tra- trending in the right direction. Uh, this, I, I like the Sunderland character as a villain. Oh, uh, Coach Yost is Yeah, Coach Yost has yeah, done yeah, a great Yost job. Yost is doing a good job. You know, he just screams, you know, Southern, oil tycoon type villain. Yeah, the, 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 the you know, the sheriff, plantation. You know, you know, plantation owner. Yeah. You know. Um, so, I think he's doing a great job in that role. Um, yeah, shout out to Will Patton, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, also getting, uh, I'm also getting vibes of, like, man, like, they did a Gambit show in New Orleans. It'd be very good. Oh, it'd be mad fun, you know. Cause I get that kind of vibe with this, you know, with this kind of New Orleans kind of culture and underground, yeah, small town, small town underground. You know, if there is one, uh, if there is one criticism, does anyone feel like they're maybe doing a little too much character juggling? I mean, you know, they they they're the only they're thing playing up the I want more they're playing up the Blue Devil. <laughs> swear, yeah. We got Zandu, we got Blue Devil, we got um, uh, you know, the guy who's working with Abby, who's part of the Sunderland Company. He's yeah, Floronic man. man. Yeah, that, yeah. He's who? Floronic man. He's another DC villain, oh, wow. a DC okay. character. Like, this show has infused a lot of people for a Swamp Thing show. And Florent, we're getting the, the right we're there. getting Swamp Thing, <laughs> but like it's just like these other characters are kind of so, in some ways. It's to me, it's very obvious that they keep giving them a lot of shine because they're somebody. Right, to the point right. where all you gotta do is look them up and realize, oh, this is somebody I should know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but they're not John Constantine, right? And, and sometimes I wonder if that. <laughs> sometimes I wonder, and like in um the episode before, they had uh the dude in the in the in that that the spirit that appeared in in in. In the swamp, was one thing is another DC character. Yeah. So, and forgive me for not remembering his name at the moment, but like EJ, you don't remember from Swamp Thing issue four hundred and seventy-five? Swamp Thing number five seventy-six, <laughs> panel twelve. <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember that? <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> no, but it is. I think it is something that I'm keeping an eye on. That if if it becomes too much, what happens then? That's fair. That's fair, because like you said, it's a Swamp Thing show. Because they're clearly trying to advance those other characters too. Like the and actor, like he's—I mean, he—he's. They're clearly advancing me. his blue, blue. That's Blue Devil in in the comics. Right, right. They're, you even see the costume in his in his in his, his trunk. In his trunk, like they're advancing. What, that what worries me about that is that the show only has one seat. It, well, that's part so, of the reason why it upsets me because so like they, this they isn't didn't going know that. So maybe they yeah. thought like, oh, we're gonna create all these things that we can. You know, they can go back to in a second season or even a third season, you know. Or a crossover. Imagine Gotham only had, like, one or two seasons. You know what I mean? Stuff would be, like, or Arrow even, only had one or two seasons. You know how many things they would have introduced that we'd be like, that just never got, you know, rehashed. We So many things left unanswered. What if the Titans go to, go to I want to say Slaughter Swamp. I wish it was Slaughter Swamp. Yeah, what if the Titans go to, uh, was it Murray? Or whatever. Yeah, I guess Murray. What if the Titans go to Murray? Mm. That would be crazy. Show the big budget. 
it seems to be giving that show a lot of shine. It, it kind of feel like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, it's one thing I've noticed. It's like, just to appease. I mean, the Arrowverse did it, so it's not like Berlanti's never done it before. Did it with Constantine. Yeah. You know, being yeah. like, do a one-off with this character. A Phantom Stranger, by the way, was the character I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm glad, uh, and, and, and Ken, I know I know you said you wanted more Swamp Thing, and I do too, but I'm glad, I'm surprised, I, I've I've already gotten more Swamp Thing than I thought I would even get. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I was I'm actually agreeing with Swamp Sham. Thing wasn't I, even going to show up. I, I, yeah. We've seen a, a good deal of him that, I don't, I know, I don't, I don't sit good. around saying, I know some people are saying that, oh, I wish we had more Swamp Thing, I mean, we've gotten a lot, I don't, yeah. and he's he better than that. Yeah. yeah. And he looks great. He yeah. doesn't look like some campy guy, some guy in a suit. Yeah, it look like I think they've been, I think they've been smart, though, with how they've used him. Like, they haven't decided we're going to put him in, like, these crazy action sequences. Yeah, crazy action sequences. Like, he's kind of just walking around. Yeah, when they've put him in action sequences, yeah. they kind of use his power in unique, cool ways. Right. Even when he's fighting someone, like, he yes. usually he doesn't really move that much. Like, which he shouldn't. He's which he shouldn't. Right. Yeah. So they've been very. I mean, they've done. They, they, this show is very good. They, yeah, yeah James Wan knows what he's doing. They've done yeah, a lot of like, smart stuff. My with only everything they've critique, done. It's just unfortunate that it's not gonna move on. My only critique, and this is more of a personal thing for me, is that it's still for me is a little too horror. Like they're definitely making this a horror movie, horror TV show type of thing. I mean, is that a critique or is that just you don't like horror? Well, yeah, it's the thing. It's a personal That's what thing. I'm wondering, yeah. You know, like I mean, if you, it, it's just not your everyday superhero show. Which I mean, maybe not isn't a problem. Yeah. But, like, they're not even going for, like, it's dark. Like, it's horror. Like, yeah. you can do dark, but they're going for the horror genre. Like, that's the genre it falls under. And, I mean, is it part they of didn't also- lie to us. It yeah. seem like that's, I mean, that's what James Wan does. I feel like that's what Swamp Thing is, though. I agree with that. Too. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like if case. you're going to stay true to the material, that's what it is. And is it, last thing on this, uh, does anyone also maybe... Um, Feel like I'm. I do feel like the show's kind of running into a, a co- what the conflict is issue now, because they've kind of gone past the, the the plant flu, so to speak. Well, now it's gonna be them hunting the down Swamp Thing. I'd imagine, right? Something I mean, because those people are still sick. Yeah, I guess. Or I mean, well, she stabilized them, so I don't. We, we're still yeah. waiting to see if that if that cures them. Yeah, but like, why? Like, okay, so they're gonna tr- like that's the only thing in the last episode that like okay he realizes the guy realizes that. Swamp Thing, there's Swamp Thing's out there. Yeah, there is yeah. a Swamp Thing. I, I just don't know, like, what, like, I don't I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know, I guess for me it just seems a little too cookie-cutter. Like, I, I, like, what's, okay, so why why is this now, like, a situation where this guy has to find him to, to research him and search, like, I, that's not, to me that's not a compelling Yeah, it just concept. seems like you're typical, oh, I'm the bad guy, wants to make money, and this guy's incredible, he's he's a, money, a specimen. He's a potential moneymaker. Yeah, he's right? a potential moneymaker somehow, and. We gotta analyze them. So to do that, we gotta catch them. Oh like, yeah, so, like like imagine like imagine I, if Days of Future Past, which we're gonna talk about now, like had nothing to do with like the future or anything. If the conflict was just, oh Mystique, like Mystique is such a great specimen, we gotta capture her and study her. Like oh, if it wasn't, oh this leads to then creating like killing machines that like right. creates a, a worldwide holocaust. And so, you know, and, so we, and like that's that's that would be whack if that wasn't the case. And I completely agree with you. I think it completely is cookie cutter, but I don't even care. I'm I'm totally on board. I'm, I'm I'm totally on board anyway. So what you're saying, EJ, is that Swamp Thing needs a a future for a flash forward to like 30 years in the future when Swamp Thing is captured kids. and <laughs> Sunderland has an army of Swamp Thing that are terrorizing, <laughs> terrorizing, terrorizing Gotham City, terrorizing <laughs> Metropolis, terrorizing everywhere. 
so uh, we're at the end of the show now. So this is our uh, our uh, uh, movie flashback. Uh, that, I think that's what it was called. <laughs> our, our, movie flashback. Uh, yeah, our superhero movie flashback. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, well, I guess that's what we're going with. Now. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back to that name. Um, now, I don't know why I can remember it. So this week, our superhero movie flashback is X-Men Days of Future Past, the road cut. So you guys have seen... I'm assuming Days of Future Past. Do we ever did, was that in the window of us reviewing shows, nah. movies yet? We might that might be right before. Probably was the first X-Men movie. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know if we want to relitigate so much about the movie we've seen that we nah. all know. Yeah. It's, it's more about the road cut edition of it and and what they added that was not in the movie. And it's it's a pretty substantial amount. Now it's it's later in the movie. Like I we were watching and I'm like. Are we sure this is the road cut? Like, Shamar, we had on a Amazon. I'm like, Shamar, check to make sure this joint is the road cut. I don't want you to spend money on the regular cut when we got the Blu-ray somewhere lying around we could have put in. Um, but we got to the point where, where the story changed. Um, and it changed in one way that was not seen that had nothing to do with Rogue, which involved um, uh, Raven going back to the mansion. Uh, I'm glad that was cut out. It looked kind of weird. Like, it looked like something that didn't make much sense. And I think it didn't even make sense in regards to, I believe, the scene in which uh, Beast is explaining to them, like, you know, his setup. It, it, to me, it looks clearly reshot. Right. But the clothes are different. Like, like the clothes that he went in there and said, hey, we have a problem. Like, Raven was here. And the clothes they're wearing when he they, they go into his lab is different. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously a clear reshoot. Like, they clearly shot one of these two things. Um... <laughs> I assume it was a scene of, of, of them in the thing. But so so that part I kinda was happy they kinda got rid of it, though I kinda understood more. Like it never really made sense why Charles couldn't just locate Raven through Cerebro anymore. Like he tried and then just stopped. And then he only knew by just the T V. Like that yeah. just that just seemed weird. Mm. So uh it made sense that like Raven knowing that he has that would like try to take it out it just seems like the only thing that made made it weird to me was okay i'm a i'm flying you don't know where i'm flying i'm actually flying to your house i'm gonna break in i'm gonna chill i'm not even like gonna just break in and like ruin everything i'm gonna like chill with beast hook up a little bit and then break his heart again and i'm gonna smash your like the, the plan just seems insane and way too risky for someone who like clearly had a very big mindset of like trying to commit a big assassination so that part it was cool to see. It was really awesome to see. Like, wow, wow, this is a different way to interpret they, they this. Add, it, 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 and it kind of makes a little more sense, but I, I think it kind of was weird. Did they add the, the, the Mystique stuff in the beginning with Charles talking about her? Or was that in the movie? Talk Which about part? How he, talking about how he knew Mystique. I think that was in the movie. I think I remember when I first saw it being like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Patrick Stewart has never mentioned Raven once and now he's talking about <laughs> yeah, Raven. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was also in the movie. Yeah, I think um, that was in the movie. Um, I could, well, after I've talked to you guys, I can pull up. Uh, a rundown of what was different, but then the second part was 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 larger. But quickly, what do you guys think of the the, the Raven scene of her going back to the mansion? Um, uh, I mean, I thought it was fine. I, um, I don't know. I feel like that that may have been one of the things where it may if it was it cut, it may have been cut for time. That's what more I than anything else. I don't think <laughs> I'm, largely, yeah, because I'm yeah, because I'm looking at that. I'm like, and eh, that could have been in the movie. You know, I wouldn't have gone crazy. I wouldn't have been like, this doesn't make any sense or anything yeah. like that. You know, and, and nothing nothing appeared extremely out of place. Um, but I thought it was a fine scene. 
so I didn't have any problem with that being in or out of the movie. Yeah, I don't think it largely changed the movie as much as some of the other stuff uh, that they changed. But um, it's certainly interesting. Certainly, uh, certainly interesting that they decided to not include that. I agree with Shamari though that probably was a, a timing thing. Um, and just to be clear, other little little shorter scene before we get to the big part involving Rogue that were included that that was not in the original cut. So um, the 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 quote unquote free moons, which was Sunspot, Blink, and and uh, Bishop. Remember they had that back and forth with Wolverine. Uh, in you know in wherever they're you know they were in China I believe or wherever they were, yeah. uh, kind of explaining like what they've been doing, like that scene was not in the movie. I kind of wish that movie that scene would have been kept because I thought that we knew what was going on, but it kind of just those those people like never they didn't speak basically in the regular cut. Yeah, like, they those didn't, are they, yeah, those they didn't are, speak at all. Yeah, those are their only lines. So yeah. I, I, it was kind of crazy that they, we just never got any of that stuff. Um, we got a little bit of like Iceman and, 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 and Kitty before uh, Kitty goes back to right. uh, Wolverine going back in time. Um, so then that was that was that was that. And then there's some funny stuff about like Wolverine talking about the internet, and um, uh, and then with the one interesting that I did notice that I, I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure if I remember this, but uh, when Wolverine and them pull up to a Peter's house and the little girl's there. So for people who didn't see the Rogue Cup, we're like, oh, is this supposed to be Scarlet Witch? But the mom says in a deleted scene, go up to your older your older sister, sister which was kind of like a weird w- term to say, but that was the clear, okay, that's Scarlet Witch yeah. upstairs. So uh, so that was interesting. But uh, so those were were, were were most of the other of the main ones. You know, President Nixon ordering trash to get arrested apparently wasn't in the regular one. I didn't remember that. Um but the, the the big one was everything involving uh, the mission to save Rogue, which was just right. flat out not even completely cut. There's no way you could have known that could that was in the movie based on <laughs> yeah. what we were watching. Nah, which is why it's called the Rogue Cut. So essentially, when Wolverine has that complete spasm, where like you know he sees, uh, sees yeah Striker. Striker, and and that that whole thing that Kitty was talking about, how like if you see something really hurtful, like it could. Literally have you in between times, back and, and it could be yeah. kind of crazy. And, and and during that time, he spazzes out, slashes her with his his things, and Kitty's able to get him under control, but she's obviously losing a lot of blood in this state. And that's where um, Bobby comes in and puts the suggestion that we need to get Rogue. Rogue can you can steal her powers, and then uh, is fully healthy, able bodied, and could could continue the process of what we've been doing. Charles is like Rogue. <laughs> it's a name I haven't heard in a long time. The Rogue apparently was like uh, actually a big part of what was going on um, in, in terms of the Sentinels, and because right. of her powers and her abilities, they were they were testing her out because they felt like, well, if we could steal mutant powers, well, then it's game over. Now, right now, we can adapt to what they can do to us, but if we just steal what they can do, then it's over for them. So that's why they were they were testing Rogue, and they were apparently using uh, the mansion to do so. Very much a uh, budget saving measure there it's like oh we just use the same mansion we've been using all the last 10 15 years to also have the sentinels have their base where they're setting up rope so that sends uh magneto and bobby and professor x on a mission to rescue in that in that rescue mission uh iceman does die though uh in a last stand kind of moment fighting the sentinels 
So what do you guys make of that? It sends Rogue back, and then for the rest of the movie, Rogue is the one who's kind of holding Wolverine down uh, in that in that situation while Kitty is devastated to know that Bobby is dead, and then now um, also uh, trying to recover after being swapped out for Rogue. I thought that was an awesome scene. Um, um, well, I, I'm not salty that they cut it out, but I thought that was a cool scene. That scene where they broke Rogue out. Um, now I see why they cut it because they didn't really explain how Rogue knew how to use Shadowcat's powers in that way. Yo, man, I said that right when that was a, that's a it. massive plot hole. That's she, a big she, plot she, hole. She grabs because it's kind of we, they don't really explain how Cat Kitty can do it. Yeah, because yeah. I've always thought the fact that Kitty could do that was kind of weird. I'm like, what in her powers can make someone be able to go back in time? Like, I know, okay, she can go through walls. But they, there's a lot. I, I you just have rope. to assume she's super developed. I gotta give you a lot of rope to think that her you powers could develop to that point. That that's like you know prime like anything that Kitty Pry can feasibly do. Like the Flash season five Kitty Pry versus <laughs> the Flash season one. Is right. What we see in Last Stand. So like from that perspective, but like Rogue getting Kitty Pry's powers wouldn't be. Flash season five, Kitty right. Pride. She'd be she'd, Flash season one. She'd be like, episode oh, one, I guess pilot. I can go through walls? Whoa, yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. So that because, was, And how did she even know the plan? Like, I mean, they probably briefed her to some extent. They probably briefed her on the, on the But, like, on the black no, like, all right, this is how, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm, I don't know. It was also a neat thing that, 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 that them trying to get out of Westchester explained how the, the Sentinels found them. Because... When right, they were, yes. one of the Sentinels got stuck on the Blackbird, and you know Charles was able to shake him off, but the arm, which had a tracking device, was stuck. Yeah, it was you know, stuck on the plane. On the plane, and that's how they found them, which made sense as yeah. to why there was that like massive collection. Yeah. of Sentinels. Because in, in the, the movie, theater, I'm like, damn, how, how the did they just all rolled up? They just pull up. You know, I like, don't know like, where. How did they find? Like, them? Yo, how they find them? They went from like New York to like China. Yeah, like how they just they just found them. Yeah, that that made that did not that didn't make, make any sense, any sense in, the, in the theater, and that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, so it's like you're switching one plot hole for another. But I thought the rogue plot hole probably would have been more of an issue with like audiences. Sure. So I could see why they cut it out, and also just for time, I guess possibly as well. I also think it's kind of goofy. Like, like it's cool. Like, I, I, like something can be goofy and you can still like it. Like, I liked it. It was so much fun to see like that scene. And like, I, I think I the way they juxtapose Magneto going to get his helmet, yeah, with how they put together him breaking into the mansion, is just artistic. It, it's it's Gold. electric. It's it's incredible. I mean, to see uh uh, uh McClellan, you know, juxtaposing those split scenes with what's the name. Uh, it's it was fast bender. I mean, it 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 got me excited. Too. I'm like, man, I really wish Dark Phoenix was like really good, and I could be really excited when I eventually see it. Cause like that was like uh, awesome, and it took an already awesome scene and made it even more awesome. But it was weird, and then have Rogue there, and like she's not in the costume that they're wearing. She just seems so out of place now. When I watch her, you know, keeping Wolverine in that thing, that I. I it wasn't worth it. I'm glad. I like. I think in the end they probably made the right choice, but they they put together some cool stuff that was really awesome to see. That it's unfortunate that never made it because it was really great. It just it was too much stuff that kind of didn't make enough sense to go through with it. Yeah. But I mean, that's a pretty massive thing to change though in the movie. I mean, that you shot it that way and then you just you just reverse field like that to take out a character that was in the movie. Yeah, it's definitely a big change. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I did think that that change pulled off in the fact that no one complained about it, (laughs) 
you know, uh, the, the movie for the most part was just a massive hit. Yeah. Um, you know, critically, and I think in terms of the box office as well, box office as well. Um, uh, it's interesting though. Most people that watch this version say just unanimously that they like this, prefer this version, or that they like this version more. Um, I don't go one way or the other. I think they're both great. Yeah, I don't know if I, I, I think that they made the right decision what they did. That doesn't necessarily mean I think but the, I'm glad the other version out. was yeah. better. Like I, I think that the, this version had like a lot of plot holes and was like long. Like it's a little bit more like you gotta be invested. We're invested because we we're doing this segment, <laughs> but like you gotta be invested to stay that extra seventeen, eighteen minutes. That that was not needed. I don't think any of this right. was needed. You know, they told a really good story without it. So I think they made the right decision. From I'm putting out a movie standpoint, I'm trying to maximize how much money I can make and and and, uh, and get the best character critical reactions possible. I think for the fans, for like the sweaties, sort unquote, like like you know, shout out to John Schnepp, R.I.P. Like like us, like that. Yeah, we're we're gonna eat alive. That amazing stuff they put in that road cut. It's just from a, a general public standpoint, yeah. it didn't make sense. I don't think, which is right. why they did what they did. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And and to be fair, like the general public are not the people that are going to be watching the road cut. So right. like I, exactly. I, so exactly. to me, it, it makes yeah. it makes perfect sense why they will like this more than the other one. Yeah. Because people are going to buy the road cut of like the the hardcore fans that are going to be like, oh, I got to see what this was like. Right. It was thoroughly enjoyable though. I oh, mean, it's, I it's a great I, movie. I love yeah. that movie. It's it's a fun movie. Um. It's just it's just well told. It's it's really it's really good. Um. And I enjoy seeing it again. The Road Cup was dope. This 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 is a really fun segment we're doing. I think like going back to seeing these movies, uh, we've done two good movies, so that's made it more fun. And it'll be funny when we do something that's maybe a little more controversial. Uh, but I think that's a good place to wrap the show though. So thank you guys so much for listening in. Oh, we didn't. Well, we we, we did ratings before. We should do. We should continue that. We did ratings for watching. Right, ratings. Yeah, so let's yeah, do yeah. ratings for the Rogue, uh, the X Men, uh, the the X Men Days of Future Past Road Cut. So. Uh, I'll start off. Go. Uh, I'll go. Um, I'll go eight point five. Eight point five. Sure. Uh, I'll go eight point nine. I I very much enjoy uh, this movie a lot. Uh, definitely one of my favorite X Men movies. Uh, it's top top two, top three easily. So. I thought I loved Rogue's inclusion in this version, so I give eight point nine. I go, uh, I go one below, and you go eight point eight. It's really good. It's really good. It's really solid. Um, times that it drags, there are times it drags a little bit, but uh, this 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 version is just like I think if you're an X Men fan, like you're gonna love this version. There's so many characters, so much, uh, uh, so much more in regards to that Rogue stuff. Um, more action. I mean, the action scene in the in the mansion is great. Like it's, and you actually really you know, it's funny because like the the scene of Magneto's big scene at the end, which is really the only big scene he has in the regular cut, is great with him and Storm teaming up against yeah. them and and them using the ship uh, or Blackbird rather. But but seeing him actually get that that actual scene where like it's actually him breaking and actually yeah. throwing down like. That was a scene that he really deserved in uh, Colin, in terms of his on on his way out. So to see him do that and be triumphant was 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 important. So it was great. I loved it. Um, I will watch that movie again at some point. But 
but I think that it was definitely a a great alternative version of a movie that I already really liked. I hadn't seen in a long time, so right. that was enjoyable. I hope this podcast was enjoyable. It was enjoyable to to, to, to do for you guys. Uh, this is going to be the end of the show, though. So, of course, you can check all of our podcasts on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can catch us on YouTube, New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us on social media, at New Generation Pod on Twitter, at New Generation Podcast on Instagram, and uh, New Generation Media on Facebook. Follow Sham on Snapchat and Twitter, MCSham22, and follow me. Instagram. Huh? And Instagram, you said. Oh, Instagram. Insta- or, or Instagram instead of Twitter. Not Twitter, I'm sorry. Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, ActionEJ. Hope you guys have a great holiday week. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Peace.